Today on the Loki and Jabroni Show, we're actually going to break down to one specific genre, country. And to be specific, Mr. Garth Brooks himself, in my opinion, one of the greatest country singers ever. And we have in-house guests to back this up. So sit back, man up, plug in, and enjoy this freaking episode of the Garth Brooks Special. in between. We're My name get, is Jabroni. We're going to get fined for that one now, too. Probably. We got fined last week. <laughs> that was awesome. For you guys that <laughs> didn't know, we did actually go on a uh, on a live tangent on the video, and at the end of it, we decided to play It's Tricky by Run DMC. Well, apparently, was it Swahili? I don't remember. It was like Israel or Swahili. Some, or... some country who has rights to the Run DMC songs <laughs> sent us through the fantastic world of YouTube, a little cease and desist. Or we had the option to click the little button and... Pay them. Pay them. And <laughs> we were not going to pay them. <laughs> what are they, you have to get a certain amount of clicks to get paid. We are not going to get that amount of clicks we're unless you all work your ass off and pimp us out. Absolutely. But if that happens, yeah, we'll pay them. Absolutely. So it's an awesome Saturday here. As always, my name is Loki. I'm Jabroni, and to my right is Jason Blue. He's a former guest. Thompson Speedway, 97.7 WCTY. He's a Chase Elliott fan. Don't hold that against him. <laughs> and just an all-around good guy. And Jason was all was at the same Garth Brooks show I was on Sunday night, and yep. you were at the Saturday. I night I was at show. the Saturday show. Yeah. So did you did you stay the whole show? First I did of all? stay Son the whole of a show. Bitch. Yes. Why you didn't? <laughs> okay. No. See, no. no. He had I'm church. A, all no, right? he didn't have church. I'll tell you the the exact story. <laughs> even Garth, even Garth, when he came out for that first yep. encore, was like, "All right, if y'all got church, mm-hmm. I understand you go home, but I plan on being out here." He for said, a little "If you got to go to work, we took the day off. If you got to do this, I understand." And he's like, "What? Thirty five songs into that all request gimmick yep. set, which was fantastic." Dude, he's awesome. And he did turn the page and. Uh, by, by the time Piano Man rolls up, I mean, her back's hurting, my back's hurting, and there's a story behind that, too, which I will tell you all in a moment. Let's, let's walk up the stairs to the concourse, and we'll watch from up there. So we watched, I think, another song from up there. There was a Navy soldier, uh, seaman, sailor, whatever you want to call those guys, like seven rows deep, and he's having this conversation from the stage. Yeah, you I saw that, that right? which was really cool. He, he pointed it out. and Yeah. Uh, then Are you I, home? Every, Everybody's chanting, you know, bring him on stage, bring him on stage. Yeah. Which I, I thought it was tasteful that he didn't. Because a lot of these guys, they don't, they they don't, don't want to like be the that. center of attention. Don't, they don't what, like they don't that like stuff. But, but for me, like had, had he pushed harder and brought him on the stage, that's not he, – he's not you know, trivializing. He's oh, saying yeah. thank you, and here's 18,000 people who want and to that, clap That was great. Well. And that was the biggest, biggest cheer of the night. And oh, it was yeah. loud Absolutely. all night. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so we get up to the top, and he's doing more of that acoustic um, request set. And I, th- I, I said to Angela, I said, I think we've seen everything. I have a feeling this is going to close the show. So as we're walking out, he's playing another song. I don't remember offhand. What came after piano? American Pie. American Pie, yep. He's doing American Pie. I'm like, I, I have a feeling we've reached the end. <clears throat> so we're driving back. We go to see Mike. He's at his karaoke deal on Sunday. And we pull in. He wasn't there, of course. 
because he had a rough weekend. He's sleeping. Janelle was there. How's the show? Oh, we're talking about this and that and the other thing. And I flip open my phone to see a message from Jason on Facebook saying, standing outside the fire was incredible. And this and I just threw my phone on the it table really right was. in front of Angel. I'm like, that. I it, missed that. My when, favorite song. Listen, when you do an encore and part of your encore has pyrotechnics, that tells you something right mm-hmm. there, okay? And standing outside the fire, I'm, I'm really sorry you fucking missed it. So am I. It was, it is, it was awesome. It's one of my favorite songs, <laughs> first of all. I really do love this song. What it stands for, if you really listen to the mm-hmm. lyrics, it really is an incredible song. Oh, yeah. Number it, one. It's uplifting. Number two, when you're sitting there and you're, and you're listening to it and these fucking pyros are going off and this thing is going off, it's, it's absolutely incredible. But um, did you stay for the whole show? <laughs> Stupid. Well, <guy> well, <laughs> what happened was he did uh, he did that little encore show thing, you know, where he and which was like you said, really amazing. And I've never I'd seen anything I like wish that at a I'd show known ahead in of my time. life. What that entailed, because mm. I'm seven rows back. I would have had a sign, hard luck woman or long neck <laughs> bottle. Anything that I've always wanted to hear. I was, that, I was hoping for a little long neck bottle. You know, he did it was really two cool. pina coladas, though. When he, yeah. uh, did he play two pina coladas for you? For me, yeah. yeah he Saturday. played it for us, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, he played some songs one night that he didn't play the other right. night. Yeah, the, the, um, the, the, I like, think, uh, like your night, I had a buddy who was there on... Uh, on Saturday too, he played more than a memory for you guys. Yes. He didn't play that for us. He yes. played a different song. But we more than Mom, a memory was during. More than a memory was during his encore where he picked oh, where out. He picked it yeah, out. right, exactly. When he uh, when he did his little encore, I, w- I was waiting for him to do it the whole time because I love that song, Mom, which mm-hmm. is off his new album, yes, Man yes, Against yes. Machine. And uh, he opened with that. He opened with that, yeah. which was great. I actually thought he could have played like he didn't play uh, "People Loving People" and he didn't play all of "Mom," which I thought he could have done. I know he didn't want to do a lot off his new album. I liked but I, it I wish he. I liked done how that. they started that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they played "Mom," I actually I was too. <laughs> it was me. This this is how weird my life is. It was me, my parents, and my. <laughs> ex-girlfriend who's actually really close to my mom and right. it was actually a christmas present to my dad because he'd never seen garth before really first of all my dad was like a child the whole time he had a it smile on his face before garth brooks even came I know, when we met you on the concord yeah. he, he had his fists like this he, he was, was like great. ready he was so shaking. excited and uh actually the last time i saw him that that much like a kid was when Mark Martin won at New Hampshire. Oh, okay. we got to see that, and that was great, and that right. was his favorite driver. But uh, to get to my point, when Mom came on and he started playing it, I pushed my dad aside. I pushed my ex-girlfriend <laughs> aside. I cuddled up next to my mom, whose, ni- whose uh, birthday happened to be the day before. Oh, happened wow. Happened to be that Saturday. So I sat there, and I kind of like danced with my mom, and I gave her a little peck on the oh. cheek and everything. Oh. And uh, so I even posted it on uh, – on Facebook, I said it was really, really cool yes, to be able I to remember experience that. that with my with my mom, mm-hmm. and it, it was. It all, I I really did. I almost cried. It was so sweet. I oh, I really did. I had tears. It, it so re- real quick though, because <laughs> um, I did have a question about that. Sure. I, I didn't really follow the album, too, the newer album, too much. It's um, really good. I know. It's I know. Great. I did. I after mm-hmm. I after I listened to you know I, I went back and I did listen to it. That song, "Man Against the Machine." That that almost kind of seems like it co you know kind of coexisted with uh, the movie at the time that came out. That wasn't the Terminator movie. That wasn't. I don't think, you know, it, I don't right? think one had to do with, with the other. Right. Uh, this one, Man Against Machine, came out I think in 2014, either that or early 2015. This was that's long what I'm saying. So it was like Terminator Genesis came out. Which, right. Right. If he was involved with Terminator Genesis, if I was Garth, I I wouldn't be playing it. No. I don't. <laughs> no. I hear you. Because then you got to pay out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you there. So it was to, just it was crazy. To, <laughs> get, to get back to your smart ass question. Yes, I missed my favorite fucking Garth Brooks song and 
I have not let her live it down all week. In oh, fact, I wouldn't either. I'm sorry. You don't. How did how I, I do Thursday night? By the way, shoving it up her ass, singing, standing outside the fire yeah, in front of her. Well, how did I do? Oh, she she <laughs> you wants like your head in a bowling right? bag, yeah. dude. She wants your head in a bowling. <laughs> That's our song. You can't sing that. <laughs> oh boy. Well, before we get too deep yeah, into before the party, we go into the Garth Garth thing, we like to do our little thing um, before you break that down. Uh, okay. Um, no, no, you break that one down first. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guys, if you have money in your pocket. And you got niche for ink, man. Go down and see our friends at Sublime Ink Tattoos in Groton, 577 Route 12, Groton, Connecticut. The phone number is 860-445-4200. You go see Dave Kovalik, Dana Betts, Justin Furr, and your man, come on. Mr. Kruger. Dave Kruger. Mr. The nightmare. Kruger. <laughs> they will take care of you. Tell them you heard it on the Loken Jaboni show, and they will think I'm going to break about, Kruger so much business, dude. I swear to God. I think you should. <laughs> they might cut you a deal. You don't know, but the work is incredible. People love it. They, they've uh, four and a half stars on mm-hmm. their Facebook reviews. As a matter of fact, um, one of my buddies, I, I, I actually asked a lot of my friends, and I'd say one out of every six of my friends have gotten a tattoo there and have been completely satisfied. Oh, so yeah. we do back these guys. We're not just sitting here, you know, taking all their dollars. Not like we're really taking Right, we're not dollars. taking any dollars. But <laughs> No, but we are. We're back. Eventually we're going to take some hundred percent because these guys are really good. They're fantastic. Um, the the way that your boy showed you know showed love right off the bat oh, as yeah. soon as he found out that that shit you know and it wasn't even his fault it was and, his and fault we haven't talked about this I I got the logo to the show tattooed to my arm and seven days later it starts to bubble in a way I've never seen a tattoo bubble before and I've got several it turns out that I had an allergic reaction to one of the colors of ink well no shit it was Carolina blue I know <laughs> if it was Falcon red or some shit I'd been fine. So he I'm says. Reserve my comments. On that. <laughs> Comment <laughs> away, my friend. Have at it. That's what we do. But I called him. I said, "Here's what's going on." He got right back to me, man, and he's been on top of it ever since. That's, they're they're yeah. great. As soon as it heals, man, we'll come. We'll re-ink it. I'll take care of it for free. For free, guys. They, these aren't. They aren't fucking around. They want to take care of you, and they want you to come back. Mm-hmm. So please go check them out. Sublime Inc. Five seven seven Route Twelve. Make Rock sure you tell them that you heard it here. Yes. They might cut you a deal. We're still working on that. Mm-hmm. We got we got to get multiple people to show up and say, "Hey, I heard you guys on a little jabroni show." I, I had a I had a friend out. of mine on Facebook last night talking about, "I'm going to go get a tattoo tomorrow." And what did I do? Go down to Sublime Inc. in Groton, Connecticut, at 577 Route 12, and tell them Loki Jabroni. Mention you. us exactly. Yes. Because you never know, they might turn around and be like, you know what, you're the first person to say that. We're going to give you 5% off, or we'll give you fucking $10 off. If you get $150 worth of ink, maybe we'll take $20 off. There you Who go. the fuck knows, you know what I'm saying? You just and save don't, yourself some And money. guys, don't forget. That's a 30 rack, guys. This is, first of all, uh, the, you, you wanna, we're going to go into the gripes, okay, real quick. This is what we like to do as far as, you know, before we go into the thing. It's things that bug us. Um, and I do. I have a small little thing that bugs me. Tipping positions, people. It's not just bartenders, and it's not just fucking uh, your servers. DJs, whether you know it or not, is a tipping position. And tattoo artists is a tipping position. You don't just give them $150 and call it a day, people. Seriously, drop them $20. Get them a fucking meal. Because they are actually giving about 75% of that to the company. Okay, now I feel like shit. Ink. Now I feel to, like shit. You didn't know that, did this you? This is the second time today you've made me feel like shit. I'm sorry, but I'm you didn't cry. know that. Did you know that? My safe word is beer. Um, <laughs> if, I say beer if I say beer, you have to stop. That's my safe word. I'm just trying I to keep people informed. I did not know that. Informed. And now, after yes. all these years of going to tattoo places, and I did have a tattoo guy that used to come right to my house and do it, I've never tipped. 
You, you got to like look at it this now. way. It like, and I'm not saying it's like an 18%. So if you get like a $300, you know, work of yeah, art. Yeah, you're not giving a 35 don't drop, tip. Yeah, don't be dropping like a $50, $60 tip on the guy. <laughs> but you can be like, yo, dude, you put like, oh, you know, a week's worth of ink into my fucking back. Go grab a fucking, go grab a sangue on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. I get it. 20 bucks, 15 bucks, it, it's, it wouldn't kill you guys. And a lot of people don't realize that how much these guys do have to give back to the tattoo shop. You Any know tattoo saying? guys out there who's ever done work on me, I'm sorry. And it's the same thing with DJs. Y'all don't realize. Well, fuck you know, the DJ. He doesn't play the song there. I like. He plays Welcome <laughs> to My House every 35 seconds, and I still haven't heard Black Hole Sun. Fuck the DJ. He still hasn't sang it either. So. There's no way that's going to happen. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I know the pains of a DJ. <laughs> I know what it's like, both so you on know. the air and yeah. off the so air. Same here, dropping. but when did anybody tip me when I was over the air? Yeah, I had... Over the air I, is I've one had, thing. Over the air share. is one thing. You, you really can't... I did, although I did get paid in many... Many, many Burger King dinners over yeah. the years. I've had, you know what? I've had my fair share because I do DJ gigs all the time. Mm-hmm. And we get people who come up and they, you know, you talk about my house. It's like, yeah, everybody wants to hear that. I did a gig last Thursday for a buddy of mine. I was <laughs> filling in for him because he's having his kid. And uh, they had the older crowd there till about an hour before closing. And all of a sudden, it's in Dudley. So oh, yeah. all the Nichols College kids yep. show up oh, yeah, out dude. of nowhere. And I learned something that night. I don't have any Drake in my laptop. Yeah. I had to hook up the, their Wi-Fi and go onto YouTube, and literally for an hour, I'm just how playing embarrassing crap is off of YouTube. That, dude? How embarrassing <laughs> is that, that you have to fucking rock out some YouTube? Because it's like, you're like, dude, I'm a DJ, and here I am on fucking YouTube. Yeah. And that's is. why I, I'm really big time into that Google Music. I'm really big time into making my fucking playlists. Plus, Google Music, I can turn around and I can have it on my, you know, my DJ Pro, which yep. means I can mix and flow Everything that I have on there, as long as I give them the nine ninety nine a month, you know, whatever it may be. But dude, I'm the same way. You do one party, and like I said, you can you can drop fifty, sixty bucks on a fucking on just a playlist for that wedding or just for that party. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. in three weeks, it's it's obsolete. Yep. Half the music that's on there, nobody even gives nobody a shit about no about more. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> These are tipping positions because you don't realize what people really do throw that makes into a lot this of sense. stuff. You that know really what I'm saying? Make a lot of so sense. when a lot of people just say, oh, no, the bartenders and, you know, servers, they're the ones that get. No, no, people. There is a lot more tipping positions out there that a lot of people don't fucking How many realize. of you guys have ever got your car towed? Oh, yeah. You, you break down. Yeah. I, I tip the tow truck Same driver. thing. Mm-hmm. Or, or at least be like, yo. Give me a here's, here's a coffee. Here's five bucks. You know, go grab, ten, go grab yeah, I've done it a couple times. I I've done really really stupid shit like with no my car. not my, you. My car is <laughs> I don't even know how my car is running right now. And by the grace the, of God, the dumber things I do, the more I tip them. Because right. you know there was one time where I just left my lights on in the parking lot and I mm. killed my battery. And I didn't know at the time what the problem was because the lights weren't on. I couldn't get the thing to start. So I had a tow to my dad's. Lights are on. <laughs> I had it towed to my dad's shop and they said, oh, the battery's dead. And I'm like, I just took like half an hour out of this guy's day because my battery died. Mm-hmm. I tipped him like 15 bucks. I said, go have lunch on me. Dude. I got yeah, towed. Exactly. I got exactly. towed from so. Northampton, Massachusetts to Brooklyn, Connecticut one time. And I was down to my last dollar. Everything from I gave everything to the tow truck guy. I said, wait here. I had just bought a fresh 30 rack. I threw 10 beers into a bag. There you go. And I said, this may not be your brand, but if it is, enjoy. And I just gave him a bag full of beer as a tip. Dude, even if it's not your brand, I don't give a fuck. Free beers, free beer. (laughs) There is my two favorite beers. 
Open free and cold? and cold. All right. Mm-hmm. Free and cold, dude. <laughs> free. God bless That's America. That's it. That's it. If you hand me a free cold beer, I will drink that with a fucking smile on my face. I will not turn to you and say, oh, man, that's... That's not Sam Adams. There's only one beer I do that with, and it's cherry, Budweiser. Cherry wheat chocolate supreme. This isn't blueberry peat moss stout. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, so there, there was, I was almost surprised when you had me get you Miller Lite. I can't Because I know I, you're not very cool with Kozlowski. Oh, I, I, it's not. <laughs> it's a pounding beer. I get that a lot. So that was, that's. That was my gripe, the the, the tipping thing. I think I really, a lot you know of people. What? I don't, and, and and because you did bring up the tattoo thing, I did have to give the shout out there because I don't think a lot of people see that. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. That's a great point. I a feel, lot of people I, realize that. I feel like shit now over the last 26 years, not given. And real quick, a shout out to Mortal Kombat. Fuck you guys. All oh. right, get off the EA bandwagon because you stupid motherfuckers. All you did was give me another sixty dollar game. Call it. XL, and then you gave me the alien, you gave me Leatherface, and then you gave me two other fucking hack job fucking characters, and that's it. For 60 bucks, go screw yourself. You're not getting my money. Nice. Sounds like you've taken all the anger out of the room. I did. <laughs> I was mad, dude. Are you kidding me? I understand. Me? Did you see that commercial? Dude, trust me. Believe me. I got you. It's like XL, and then it's like, okay, so, so for X, you're going to give me the Predator, right? And then for XL, you're going to give me the alien, Yay. You stupid motherfuckers. That shit should have been a $10 fucking upload. The alien should be evolved on, on what is the difference between, you know what I'm saying? And the, and these gaming companies are really getting ridiculous now, man. I hear you. Really getting ridiculous. I hear you. I don't have anything to gripe about, but I do want to make two announcements. We've already spoken on them. It'll be the first time Jason hears them. And for the rest of you, it's the first time you hear them. We have been invited on April 30th. I'm not going to give out too many details. We've been invited to be a guest at a veteran-sponsored event to raise money for veterans. Because cancer sucks. Cancer and sucks. And veterans are fucking kick-ass. That's mm. right. There's going to be live music, including our good friends at Sinners, Inc. There's going to be professional wrestling. Which we haven't given out a shout-out. So we haven't given them a shout-out in a while. If you guys didn't know, they are our intro music, which you heard about 17 minutes ago. See, si, senor. There's going to be games, prizes, and... Hopefully in the next week, I hammer everything down. There's going to be Loki and Jabroni right there live, at a table. Live. In your face. We may be able to do like two episodes in one day and still glad hand with people and have well, a good time we're gonna raising be live. money. I'm going to have the uh, the video all hooked up, man. Oh, nice. We're going to be live on YouTube. We'll make day. sure Eddie is available. Yeah. No, regardless, like I said, I'm already be, it's, it's already in the works. Second thing, we'll two weeks ago when the ladies were here, I mentioned a book. Called "Just a Thought Away" by Mike Riccardi about the you, Station Nightclub you sure Fire. You don't want to, you know, re- pull back, retract your your comment again. Did that? I'm not retracting <laughs> anything again. I already did that. She took it the wrong way, and Janelle stuck by my side. See? She was there. See, I told you. She knew. I told you. But, you I know, told you. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I can say that it, I can only imagine. <laughs> you know what I'm dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> So Mike Riccardi has agreed to come on the Loki and Jabroni Show and talk about his book, Just a Thought Away, and recount the things that went on that night. New York bestseller. I think it is on the New York Times bestseller list. Mike Riccardi, I will, I by the way. I will have to look that up. Yes. But no, Mike, no, I, I did. I looked it up. He did is. you? Mike yes. will be coming on the show to talk about his book and his experience that night. And he's going to make the third um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, good God. No, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Unlike Scott Spar the other night, who was Fifty Shades of Fucked. (laughs) 
we tore this boy up on his birthday. We got him shitty, and then we picked uh, all his karaoke songs. And dude, I, I still the best was still. I'm too I'm sexy. Too sexy. To that hear, was to hear him stammer yeah, his way through it. It's it just it was awesome. It was awesome. Good guy. Really birthday was. was last night. Happy birthday! It was. Happy Scott. birthday! Big shout out um, to you, Scott. 104 years old. Doesn't he's, look a day dude, over 90. Are you serious? No, dude, no. He's like at least 2,000. He's fucking, he's BC, all right, dude? He was before his, Christ. His yearbook was signed by Jesus. It was. He was, he was, boy, he raised Jesus. <laughs> this is the part he, was, he didn't read. Yeah, the, he actually helped with the modifications of the first arc. What you guys nice. didn't realize is when nice. they test drove the first arc, it sank like a motherfucker, just like the Titanic. And Scott came in and showed him what was up. Nice. You know what kind of lights they used on the arc? <laughs> Floodlights. <laughs> so you got any gripes today? Any, uh, anything yeah, you, you want? I don't have any here. gripes. I do have something. I, I don't know if this is a perfect opportunity. I don't really give a shit. But um, I do have something here. Uh-oh. Because my dad is a smart ass. Uh-oh. And he, the, this past Christmas, the last gift under the tree was amazing. I'm like, oh, my God, it's got my name on it. I opened it up. I'm like, oh, my God, it's NASCAR merchandise. And I open it up, and it's it's a Kevin Harvick number four <laughs> die tech hat. And my dad said, now that Jeff Gordon has retired, I figured that you'd want to cheer for a champion. Your dad is awesome. <laughs> but I'm sticking with the 24, so here you go, Mr. Wow. Jabroni. Thank you. Because <laughs> I ain't going to wear it. I'm going to put the picture up a little while. Hey, just, just before you turn around, I'm a Minnesota fan. You want to see what my, my Christmas gag was? Last, last penny. Last one. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Penny, for anybody who doesn't know what it is, <laughs> it's a Dolphins. What, what Super Bowl? Super Bowl is that? seven, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Dolphins twenty four, Vikings seven, and his his lady, Lady J, is a Dolphins fan. Mm-hmm. That fantastic Dan Marino book over there was a gift from me to her. Um, I'm a Dan Marino freak myself. Nice. Um, best, so. in my opinion, best quarterback to never win the Super Bowl. Thank you. In my opinion. I agree. You know. Still still in the top ten. He's. Uh, I always called Mark Martin the Dan Marino of NASCAR. That's, best not, dri- that's not far off. Best driver never to not win a, a championship. Hey, as long as we got you here, <laughs> what would you think of Daytona? Can you give me like the cliff note version of what you thought? I thought it was entertaining. I mean, granted, a lot of people had a problem with the middle of the race because it was a lot of train racing, but I actually I enjoyed it. Closest finish in the history of it. It actually brought like I was. I listened to a lot of sports radio, and uh, the next morning everybody was all over it. And one person even said, "I can't believe it. The Super Bowl of NASCAR was more entertaining than the Super Bowl." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "You're right. It was." And having the closest finish put it front end center. I was cheering for Truex all the way. Same. Same. With <laughs> me and my daughter. If, if Harvard can't win, I want her her you know? driver to win. But uh, I thought it was great. It, it got me right into this season. And even watching Atlanta last week for as few cautions as they had, I was entertained. I was into it. I was uh, my fandom was revitalized. Nice. So there's the Cliff Note version. Good I, start. I, I, to the I was too. I'll yeah. tell you what. And the new overtime rule, having seen it for the first time in Atlanta, worked to it. I liked it. A lot of people thought it was stupid, but I thought it was fine. Say about fucking Junior. Yeah, I called that shit right. He was very patient mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Yeah, very patient. Which, if you go back to Junior, say about two years ago, he he cried or he you know loses the car, gets a mm-hmm. DNF, and then he comes back the next race. He's aggressive mm-hmm. to a, to a standpoint where he almost kills himself. And now you see him come back in Atlanta, and he was very patient. I think he rolled up what eighth to second. Yeah, and like he was a lap right away from winning right, that race. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it was awesome, and and. Can, and uh, 
you know, congratulations to Denny Hamlin yep. as much as you, I don't know. If oh, I, I don't mind Denny I was going to say, I know there's some people who don't like him, but congratulations to no, Denny Hamlin on winning the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it was kind of, in my opinion, uh, kind of a lackluster win because he doesn't, in my opinion, have the star power to really carry a Daytona 500. But you know what? But we, we but were it's good to see somebody Bain else do it. Derek Cope didn't. Yeah. So Sterling it's good Marlin to, it's is good the worst see, interview in NASCAR. Yeah, they, it's good to see those people win it once in a while, you know? And that's what we that's what we talked about last week is it is, it's a title. It's a championship. It doesn't matter what you do the rest of your career. You're a Daytona That's, 500 You are champion. a Daytona 500 champion, mm-hmm. period. You cannot take that away from you. And I totally called Jimmy Johnson winner last week. Yes, I was you watching, did. I was watching him. I'm like, as much as I don't like it, and it was actually brilliant to watch him. Like, he did this last year, too. He waited. He waited. He waited. Mm-hmm. And Chad Knauss is a genius, and he made let it. Me ask, a lot, let me ask a lot you of this, people do that, man. I'm that not patience. trumping in my guy, but you know his consistency in the last three, four years. Yep. And when he charges up and he's in second when the caution flag comes out, and I'm, thank you, Ryan Newman. I thought he had the rocket underneath him to get that win done. He spins his tires, has to move to the side. Mm -hmm. Watching Johnson and Junior go head-to-head until that caution came out and basically ended the race. If Harvick doesn't spin his tires, we're talking about a different winner. It may not have been Harvick, though. Yeah, but you are talking about a different winner. You are talking about a different winner. Harvick's going to run Johnson down to the bottom line as much as he can. Mm -hmm. You might have ended up with somebody who wasn't even a factor up until that point. All those guys are saying, run like Harvick. He's he's got the speed. He's getting it off the bottom of the track. If it... It would have been a different winner. It may not have been Harvick, but I don't think we see Johnson winning if Harvick doesn't spin his tires on the restart. I agree. Let's stop talking about sports so okay. Angela doesn't hate us anymore. <laughs> it's NASCAR. <laughs> Come on, stop. Stop. No, but seriously, no, you guys are right. We are talking about the man, the myth, the legend, and if you guys don't know, now you know, Garth Brooks is on a world tour, and if you have a chance to pick up these tickets, do, do it. yourself a favor and please go see this show. This is the second time, personally, I have seen Garth Brooks. The first time I saw him was with 60,000 other Garth Brooks fans screaming their asses off at Central Park. Nice. And I was way over there because my roommate at the time said, nah, don't worry, we leave at 3 o'clock in the morning, we'll be fine. Motherfuckers slept out there three days in advance, all right? So <laughs> just give you an idea. Oh, yeah. Garth, Garth was probably about the size of my pinky nail, and that was the whole stage from wow. where I was sitting. You know what I'm saying? But the that's, sound it's pretty freaking far. was phenomenal. The sound was phenomenal. No matter where you were in there, I swear to God, New York itself. If I'm not mistaken, they broke Simon. He broke Simon and Garfunkel's mm-hmm. former record. Yes. For yes. Attendance. And then you know what's really sad about that is John Bon Jovi broke it after that. Fuck John Bon Jovi. I, you know, I, I have to say this. The first uh, last year, I went to see Zach Brown Band Fenway Park. I like Zach amazing, Brown. I amazing, amazing, amazing. As show. far as new country, mm-hmm. I like Zach. Brown. At at the time, it was me and my cousin. <laughs> At the time, it was me and my cousin. Thank you. You're uh, <laughs> who, uh, that was literally the first time I'd ever been to Fenway. I hadn't even been to a Sox game until that point. You know? no so it was the that. first time I'd ever been to Fenway. And so we took the, tri- the tea oh, yeah. and everything. It was great. It was an awesome experience. Great bonding experience for me and her. And uh, I kind of lucked into the tickets because an old teacher of mine in high school had it. But when we got there, halfway through the show, they did an intermission. And then when they came back, they brought um, Steven Tyler on stage and it was just amazing we're like this is the best show ever best show ever i honestly had doubts that garth brooks was going to be able to top it and within the first three or four songs into his show i was already like garth brooks 
is the best show I've ever yes, seen. Absolutely. And absolutely. he kept the energy the entire time. And I even text my cousin after the show. I'm like, I'm sorry, but Zach Brown has been replaced in my heart. <laughs> and I grew up on Garth Brooks. I, I grew up I've in the nineties. Yeah. I, I basically followed I sometimes his career have to from remember the that to you're 10 ish years younger. Than yeah. Me. I'm only 26. Okay. You are 15 ish years younger. Than <laughs> <laughs> well, he, you even put it, you even brought it up. Loki even brought it up when we, uh, when I came in, he's like, I, I, I kind of picked you. Got, you, got, you got, yeah. No, you definitely, you have a deeper voice. You have an older voice, and a lot of people, like I said, this is my first time meeting you. Mm-hmm. You were a phone guest, so I did. I I put it in. Like I said, I thought I thought he was. I thought you were at least sixty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's funny. I actually I, through my job, I'm a I'm a journalist up in the the top of the state, in the top in northeastern corner of the state. And uh, it's a funny story. I met an old veteran in Thompson yesterday, and I walked in, and he's like, "Have you lost weight?" And I'm like. I felt like a little girl. I'm like, oh, I'm so flattered. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm only 26, but that's awesome. <laughs> Have you been to the gym? <laughs> you love those little things, man. Nice. So, I don't ever get shit like that. They're like, you getting fatter? <laughs> so, okay. So each one of us, you guys both were on the same day on yep. Sunday. Yep. And obviously you also. Which you also know. happened to be the first time. Jabroni and I met yeah. face to oh, face. No, second time, but I don't think either one of us so, have a frame of reference the first time. Oh, the first time, yeah. You went to Alexis Buck. We're yep. playing the acoustic gig at Hank's Dairy Bar yeah. in Plainfield. I yep. went up to you guys after that, spoke yeah, for that a was, little bit. that was a few years ago. Yeah, easily <laughs> two, three years ago. Yeah. So I'm going to pass a question on to you guys. Go ahead. Cool. How many concerts have you seen Garth live in, and which ones? Okay, I'm going to let Jason... Be. That was my first. My first and only. That, that was, was just first? His, well, there's a story behind why my uh, you, dad you, wanted you to. You are lucky. You fucking yeah. caught him like in his <laughs> finest. There too. was... Uh, my dad had an opportunity to go see him when, he, when I was younger, when he was younger. And uh, he got screwed out of it for many different reasons. But my mom ended up seeing Garth in his younger years. So I made a point to, uh, to make sure he got tickets to this show. And uh, so it was a first for both of us. And we were blown away. I'll tell you what, dude. I know you've seen multiple... Um, yeah, Sunday yeah, night was got, my I second. Got, I got two, too. But you have also seen him like on videos oh, and yeah. stuff, and, and yep. his concerts. Yo, this is Garth Brooks VHS. He has never lost his energy. No, that energy <laughs> that he has, and even last, like, like I said, when we're, when we're watching insane. him, I was mm-hmm. like, I, he's I've been bouncing to... around the stage. He's probably it's, it's weird to say, um, but he's probably easily twice my age. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's bouncing around the stage like he's half my age. I, he's I, actually, <laughs> actually, I would. I would, you're 26, you 26, said? 26, yeah. He's almost three times your age. Yeah, he's so, in your 60s. Yeah, quite exactly. Up there. So he, he is rocking that place. I mean... I'm going to find out right now. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm going to say got... mid-50s. All right. Just yeah, for a you, bet. What's your, what's your guess on this one? I, I want to say early 60s. Early 60s? I do want to say And you say 60s. mid-50s? Mid-50s. Okay. I, I'm guessing he's like 56. That's my guess. Yeah. I'm going to say between wrong. 54 or 5, 6 in that range. Okay. I, don't I know he was a baby face well, when he well, came into the business, but I but I also know he was a little older when he came into the business. While we're first. waiting for him um, to I figure already that got out. it. You already got it? Yep. I was going to say, while we're waiting for him, I have to say, people can't see it because they're here. I love this, all this Red Sox and Celtics <laughs> shit. This is awesome. <laughs> I can deal with the Celtics stuff. I'm okay with the Celtics stuff. We got some Brewing stuff over there. Brewing stuff, awesome. <laughs> all right. First of all, thank, shout out to Chad Hatfield for killing me with this 20 years ago. Does anybody know Garth Brooks' first name? Oh, uh, I can't remember. I have no idea. Mm-mm. I know it's... Troyal. T-R-O-Y-A-L. Uh, I'm really? Glad he went with Garth. Uh, Garth's his middle name. Born February 7th, 1962, making him 54 years old. 54. 54. All right. Oh, now, take that. I said to the immortal that night, 
because I've seen hundreds, so yeah, twice, twice your age. hundreds yep. of shows from heavy metal to Tom Jones's type stuff. I've seen it all. He was having fun. Tom Jones is like Man, watching a wet fart happen, by he, the way. My dad, no, is, my dad me, has you want to uh, see some funny shit? Go to a Tom Jones well, show. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. He's funny, but his... It's his, not him that's funny. It's the old ladies in the front right, thinking no, they're 23, throwing yeah, their girls on the, on the stage. Yeah. No, he, he, he literally is like watching a wet fart. It really is. Like, if you want to... <laughs> what does a wet fart look like? I, cause Watch, I don't, look it up on YouTube, slow motion. Oh, dear It'll blow God. your mind. Oh, God. There's something I won't be doing this time. I haven't People, even seen yeah. it, and, and it's already it's already hurting my brain. The, th- the thing that I was most taken about was he was having fun. The yes. smile never left his face. Yes. Yes. Between songs, he's saying, "Wow, you guys are awesome!" And you hear that at every show you go to. This is the best audience hey, the we've girls, ever performed. But you, you did believed the girls, it with uh, totally Yes, that out. was that was the Garth point. Made you, you believe it. it. Yeah. Garth made you believe that every single did crowd the girls was better totally than the last. Trish out, fucking. Uh, Trisha Woods, did they totally chime her out? Like when she sang, How Do I Live? He said that was one of the things when he went down there and he heard, he was like, I thought I heard a couple of you guys singing. You know, he's just being <laughs> funny, but he goes, But you girls fucking drilled it. Like every all the chicks fucking, in the crowd, and I think oh, Angela included, every woman in the crowd sang along. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And she's not a she's bad a, I heard, I don't, I didn't, I'm not, I could hear I'm every girl singing, sh- She's in Love with a Boy. Yeah. she's saying that. Right. Song. Listen, she, I honestly walked away she's with iconic. Trisha Yearwood. Yeah. I took the Trisha Yearwood show. I, I love her. She's a great woman, great singer. She's iconic. But, but after she's she iconic. played She's in Love with a Boy, which is as much her as... Her song. You know, that's, that's her, her song. song. So I listened to and that. Honestly, then I honestly, got up. I got another drink. I took a piss. You know, her, that is her, my Her Zagard song is the only song I really like from her. Like, everything else is kind of like... What's that Ribbons and Bows bullshit? I like that song. That's... Uh, X's and O's. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Not the shitty one we listen to now. This is right. the good X's This is a good one. Yeah. 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 Hey, I kind of like the new one. <laughs> I was going to say, Ellie King <laughs> is not bad. Did, not like to get Ellie off the King. Garth train too much, but Angela bought that CD for her daughter. I, I would like, buy the CD. I like, I like every song on the CD except, except that X's one? and O's. I wouldn't buy the CD. She is phenomenal. No, seriously. If is you she want, good? No, she's great. At take it. the she 10 does. bucks, buy the yes. CD at Walmart. You'll enjoy it. No, I'll have to try it out. Or, and or if just you don't, my, if you don't like it, Angela's daughter just will borrow, pay borrow for my it. Google Play Music for there about a go. month and uh, check out all the music. You want. Um, I told, I think I told you, Jason, or maybe it was you. It was one of you guys with a beard. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that that ranks as my second favorite concert of all time. My dad's having a hard time between that and Jay Giles. He keeps telling me he's like, I don't know really because it's been a long time. But he said it. I that may, and he stresses may. Have been better than Jay Giles. It's a well, hard thing for him. My, to decide. my number one is two an, different yeah. generations. Yeah. My, you know? my number one is an emotional pick. It's a Kiss show. It was the first time yeah. I took my daughter to so see that's Kiss. Important. So to me, that's I mean, musically it was great and bombast and fire and blood and the greatest hits and whatever. But man, as far as pure energy, the whole package. That's easily it could be one and one a with Kiss and Garth Brooks right here next to each other. There's something I got to say about Garth Brooks show, and we were talking about his sincerity when he would say mm-hmm. that this is the best crowd I've ever seen. You know, you, it, it was really sincere. Did he say that to you guys? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and um, it's uh, it's interesting because I've been to a lot of shows, a lot of shows, and I've seen Jason Aldean. I've exactly. I have seen Florida Georgia Line <laughs> oh, sucked. For the love 
Oh, I've God. seen Leanne Womack, a lot of classic people here. You didn't, you didn't tell me this gimmick came with a, uh, a keychain, too. Yes, yes, it comes with a keychain. Dude, thank you, Dad. <laughs> and uh, he was, well, he even said that, too, when here's I opened it. He was like, bro. if you don't like it, give it to your buddy down in Norwich. You oh, guy, here's yourself. to you, Dad. But um, I've seen so many people. I will say that I've seen, and he's my favorite artist of all time, I've seen Brad Paisley this year will be six times. I'm right. a fan club. Let me say amazing, this Amazing, amazing, amazing performer. I did not like Brad Paisley at all when he first came out. I thought he was a gimmick. I thought that they just threw a fucking cowboy hat on a little fucking Italian kid and said, <laughs> look, you can sing country. No, you can't, dude. After the second album... I knew he was a real deal. See, I, I got knew... into him when Mud on the Tires came out. That's when That's I first really started to get it. And That's we right. saw him. My very, very first concert ever was uh, my mom and I went to see him at Indian Ranch in Webster. That's nice. how long ago this was. Wow. I think it was 2003, 2004, which doesn't seem like that long ago. You were like six, right? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't even want to go back that far. Um, I had to have been maybe 14, 15, 16, okay. somewhere in that ballpark at that. I don't even know. I'm, Makes I don't sense. Want, I don't feel like counting. He's not I was math. very good at He's math. He's not math magician. But um, it, was, uh, it was an amazing show just there being – and, of course, I had the – it was my first show, my first concert. I had all the – you know, it, it was really special to me. swag. Oh, yeah. It was so really special. Your... I still have the shirt, which still fits me to this day nice. from that show because Jesus my mom – Jesus, guy. My, well, my mom made <laughs> me buy – Eat a cheeseburger. Well, no. I bought like a <laughs> – I felt like an extra large when I was a little kid because my mom wanted it to fit for years to come. Yeah, so when yeah, I wore it back mom, then, it was like mom. it was like wrapper baggy on me, you know. But uh, it, it it still fits to this day. I even wore it to the concert right. last year. That's but I've your... seen him. This will be six, and I've gone to see him this every is Paisley, year. Right? Yeah, I've okay. gone to see him every year for the past four years, and I will go to see him again this year because this will be the sixth concert I've seen by him, and it never fails. He is amazing That's every awesome, time. Yeah. So was... And Garth topped all six shows, or all five so far combined. Rolled into one. That's a big deal for me. There are there are <laughs> groups that, or even single singular musicians that I go see, and it just looks like they're phoning it in. Um, there are very few bands that I will go see repeatedly. Kiss is <laughs> one of them. Georgia line. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, they phoned it in big we, time. We have, we have a particular <laughs> hatred for them. Yeah. But um, Kiss is one of them. Anthrax is another Phony one. Phony Georgia line. Yeah. Mm. Um, but Garth Brooks is definitely one. Let's where... just say we think Millie Vanilli has more vocal talent. Amen to that. Than I will Georgia say line. that I don't mind on a summer day blasting Cruise or one of their songs oh, just God. to have some fun in the car. If I want to have some mindless gibberish going on in the background. Something that, something that gibberish, I can enjoy. I'm going to throw on, like, fucking, uh, what's her name there? You're better off For playing Dan. Vanilla Ice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I you know I was gonna say Katy Perry. But oh I'm, yeah, not to get on. Katy too Perry's better on YouTube. Not to get on. Yeah, yes. there you go. Not to get on too much of a tangent. For those of you who you know you can't really see what he's doing. Jabroni just kind of bounced his boobs. bounced his boobs. But um, thank you. For <laughs> thought the, you uh, would know, thought they needed the to know that. Um, get Lay the off cheeseburgers. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll give him some I, of mine. I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of a guy named Chase Rice. I'm a huge Survivor fan. He was a, he was runner up in Survivor Nicaragua, mm -hmm. and he co-wrote cruise and he actually used the money from that to to jumpstart his own career okay now his music is just as kind of i would say shitty to the general audience as quote georgia line is but i actually like chase rice's music because he owns it he's like you're right my music is generic my music is this my music is that but you know what this is what i you like know, to if sing can, you if know it connects cruise if somebody can connect to it catchy yeah. yes i'll give cruise you cruise is catchy and cruise is funny yes because as being a DJ, mm -hmm. Cruz 
with or without Nelly, I can throw that shit in people anytime, know it, people love and it. people will go crazy. Right? They exactly. Exactly. And like I said, that's with or without Nelly. It makes for a good filler song when you're between songs that people requested because right. they don't yep. really they it's they don't care. They love it, but they don't hate it. Now you know? I ask, they have no ahead. talent. Agreed. Absolutely no talent. Mm-hmm. And the fact that now that I know somebody else wrote that song makes me feel so much fucking more better because <laughs> I was like, Jesus, like they suck that bad. But that's actually a decent song. So mm-hmm. I got to give them some sort of credit. They might have. I don't know. They may, they may have co-wrote top 40 hit. it. Yeah. They may have co-wrote it. But I know Chase Rice had a huge hand right. in writing that. And I have his CD in my car. And you know what? We were, I was saying, you know, if I want to listen to some kind of mindless crap, when I want to listen to something that's kind of. Heavy, you know, I'm not a huge, huge rocker, you know, stuff like that, like uh, you guys are. But mm-hmm. when I want to listen to something hardcore and something that's just going to get my the bass in my car bumping so much that you can hear it three doors down, uh, good band. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I have nothing against them. And I just pop in Chase Rice because it's just, it's all the same kind of music. You like a little Colt Ford? Colt Ford's good. I yeah, like I do Ford. like Colt Ford. And uh, I think that's, it's not my kind of music. But they have their moments, mm-hmm. and I love that stuff. Yes, you know. Before we get back on Garth Brooks, I want to make my comment on Florida well, Georgia. All these guys, line, I'm gonna ask you all these guys, got to give Garth. A fucking oh yeah, high five. oh yeah, they do. Like, like you Dude. cannot. You I cannot. will say this about Florida Georgia Line: is they came straight out and they did say Garth Brooks is a huge Good. influence on them. Good. So no, I will no, say that about them. You have well, to send, every you have every to, motherfucker that mm-hmm. sings country right now should be. Saying you have that. to send love to the master. Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. yes, you do. And, and and Ric Flair said it best: to be the man, you got to you got to beat, beat the man. And I do not, like I said in the beginning of this. Okay, show, now I have two questions. I don't think that there's anybody that is not better than the man. I agree. Um. Florida Georgia Line to me is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at a steakhouse. It's, I'd agree with that. You, you, it's garbage. Yeah, but I'd if you only have twenty dollars and you can't afford the steak, you know you got to get still that. Get the shitty well, that was, that was the point. It was at least the like, you know, peanut there. butter and jelly sandwiches are tasty, but at a when steakhouse? I but when I go to a steakhouse, that's not really what I'm looking for. Yeah, but, you know? if, you, but if you only got <laughs> hamburger money, buddy, dude, let me tell you, then get a hamburger. Having the option of having that hamburger on the menu, or cheeseburger, exactly. Especially when you're going on a date and she orders a steak, and you're like, Taisley was your first concert. Yes, what was your first concert? Just so everybody has a frame of reference. Ever, 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 ever. Led Zeppelin. Really? Wow. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> my mom took me. Wow. I was six years old up on my fucking mom's shoulders. Wow. wow. So you got to see Bonham before he dies. Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay, Even so my, no. my dad's seen them too, and he says which is a great why, show. Which is why to this day, as much as Stairway to Heaven is what I call a gimmick the song. The over, most overplayed song in the history it is, of music. It is. But when you see it live Didn't and we the just shit talk that about they cruise? do, the shit that they do. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Good point. The shit that they do to make that song. When you see a live concert, and anybody that has ever seen a live concert knows, there's certain songs that you wait for. There's certain songs mm-hmm. that that and and listen, I'm six when this is going on, so like I wasn't exactly waiting for this song. Your frame of reference is like that big. But at that my, point. but the fact that that song still sticks with me to this day. It's a beautiful the song. The fact that I'm sitting up there and I'm just hearing this for the first time, and like I'm low, like I'm like like swaying with my mom, like this is fucking holy crap. To me, that's that's what you go to these concerts. Now I'm, I'm going to ask you guys a question before I answer. Do, yep. you, do you count? Do you remember the old Norwich Rose Arts Festival back in the day, where they yes. took over the green and they would have like the Temptations and yes. Charlie Daniels yes. and the yes. Spinners? Mm-hmm. Do you consider those concerts? Yes, I do. Fuck. If it's if it's here's how I consider because I yeah, did, I'm uh, screwed uh, now. A, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, I did a uh, 2013. It was I was uh, with my girlfriend, the same girl that went with us to see Garth Brooks, and we did a challenge that year where every single month we made sure we went to a show. Nice. And I, and uh, 
I had to put some specifications in there because I'm a corny asshole like that, and uh, I wanted to make sure that it was legit. And I said, you know, we have to make sure that if we go, that it's a legitimate concert. It's not just some cover band, you know, in a bar. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And uh, well, names, well, names yeah. are one thing. Well, that's the thing is we made if sure you're not going by venues, mm. and that's what that's yeah, that's, the that's, that's what where, we made that's sure what is I'm we going went, by. Yeah, that's what we went is by name. You know, Charlie Daniels Band right, is legitimate. Because you know? if you so if you we went by it, the name. Think about Toads. Toads yeah. is not a very big venue. No, it's you know not. what I'm saying? Oh, we just so there two months you, ago. Right, exactly. So when you are there at, at Toads, and say you do see a band like Aerosmith, and Aerosmith has still to this mm-hmm. day played Toads. Paul Stanley played Toads a couple years ago. Exactly. Yeah. My, see, tour. that to me, it doesn't matter if it's at Toads. It doesn't matter if it's exactly. in your backyard. If right. it's okay. Aerosmith, exactly. if it's a legitimate name. Exactly. Okay, so then I have a dual answer. My first concert with big quotation marks in the air would have been Charlie Daniels in See, that's a name. 79. That's a name. So that is your, that is first, your first concert. That is your first concert. My first big venue with the whole lighting and rigmarole and fire and people mm. smoking weed. Not me. I was 12, I think. <laughs> no, I was 10. It was, Contact. Uh, same building we just saw Garth Brooks in, Worcester Centrum, now yep. the DC now the Center. Which you got to love the Boston accent, Worcester, and it's spelled like Worcester. Worcester. Yep. Like it was Wasta. Kiss, Wasta. Was, Kiss was the headliner, last tour in makeup until the reunion. Quiet Riot was one of the openers, and the special guest half hour spot went to Night Ranger. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm old. I like Night Ranger. I wear that you shit know, like a badge, though. I saw Kiss before they took off the makeup, by the way, motherfucker. Uh, night Moves. Oh, was that not Garth Brooks? Yep. Yes. Did he did he not blow your no, mind? He didn't do. I, did he, I don't know if did he do night moves with us. He did do night moves. Yes, he did. He because I can't he, remember. And he, he did so much. No, no. What well. he did? What yeah. he did is he turned around. Yeah, he did turn a page. Was he? He, he started grabbing mm-hmm. all the shit from the crowd, right? And he goes, "Hold on, hold on a second. I just got to pull something out of my brain." Mm-hmm. And then he started going. Yep, yep, yep. He did do that. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I know that song. That's not a Garth Brooks song. And I'm like, and I'm like, wait a minute, what, what is he doing here? And all of a sudden, he's like, breaks out, minimum, and and I was like, holy shit, he's fucking doing night moves. He started it with turn the page, and when he was done with it, the crowd went wild, and he he started night moves with us. He went night moves, and then he went to turn the page. He went in reverse with us. Yeah, he played it off really well, and after he did turn the page, everybody went wild, and he went. Okay, so other people's music is not out of the question tonight. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and then he went into Night Moves and Piano, Piano Man, Man which American I Pie. have never in my life heard somebody you know, do a and- cover version of Piano Man without piano that <laughs> Wait, good. Here's a, you know, here's a funny you moment know for you. Funny moment two. for you. <laughs> have you seen the outtakes on the DVD of The Hangover 2? Yes. And you see where, where they're on the boat mm-hmm. and um, what is it? his name? Stu, the guy with no tooth, starts yep. playing... Uh, what is it? Uh, living here in Allentown, yep. and he's fucking with Alan. In the outtakes, it, there's Zach Galifianakis saying, "I've always wanted to learn Piano Man on guitar," and everybody bursts out laughing. <laughs> he starts playing Piano Man, and I'm pissing myself laughing in the crowd. She goes, "What are you laughing at?" <laughs> I'll tell you later. It goes right back to <laughs> it. So you got there's there's a certain that is the Smith National Anthem. Piano yep. Man is my family's song. It's always been our family's song since my grandfather passed away. So, like, for him to break that out, first of all, was amazing to me. Like, I was like, damn, he's fucking, this is my jam. He's, he's singing. He's totally singing Piano Man. But a lot of people don't realize him and fucking Billy are like oh, this. Oh, really Shameless close. was written by Billy Joel. Right, exactly. He 
he is really close to a lot of them. A lot of people forget that he did a cover of Working for a Living with Huey Lewis. Yes. With, with the more modern, because yes. he included NASCAR yes. and other things yep. in it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people forget that he did that remake. By the way, if you have not seen the video, look it up, because it's on a racetrack with cars driving around. Nice. So I think you would enjoy it. But yeah. I, I have his ultimate hits in my car. I was listening to it on the way here, getting pumped up we were, for the, we were listening getting to pumped it the other up day. for it. You know, and uh, that's one of my favorite songs on it. And it, it's just amazing. And when yeah. I went and saw Huey Lewis last year at Indian Ranch, wow. because it's one of the perks of my job. Uh, <laughs> well, perk us some shit, man. <laughs> but uh, I got to see him last year, and he played that song last. And I'm sitting there uh, singing to it and, and enjoying myself. And I was actually a little ashamed because I'm like, you know, the only reason I, I first heard Working for a Living through Garth Brooks. There's, you know, I really? Got, that was the first time I had ever heard the song. Wow. And then I learned that it was a remake of a Huey of Huey Lewis's there's original a, version. There's a yeah. story just so, like that. I was, I want to say it's 93-ish. I'm out of the army. I'm doing the DJ bit. I'm at a record store, which a friend of mine was running. And a little kid came in, probably no more than 10 years old, wanted to know if they had the new Garth Brooks album. And... Scotty was like, um, there is no new Garth Brooks album. The kid says, uh-uh, no. I heard this song on the radio, Hard Luck Woman. Mm-hmm. So Scotty reaches behind him. It's on a display. He goes, no, it's part of the Kiss tribute album. The kid bought it sight unseen. This kid probably doesn't know fuck all who Gene Simmons or anybody is. But Garth Brooks, and, and that's the thing about Garth Brooks to me, and I was going to ask you guys this question. Garth Brooks transcends genres, country, you know, Time. rap, rock. <laughs> He's timeless, very good. Um he just he connects with so many people on so many different levels. We all have our musical taste. We all have this. We all have that. There's one moment in the show that your hair stands on the back of your neck for all of us. I'm sure they're all three different. Thunder rolls. Why? I love the song number one. And it's funny. Did, did he say? Did he do the same thing with you guys where he was like certain songs just take yes. off? Yes, he did. He, he said, goes, certain songs just take off, and this one took a while to get there. He goes, there. And, and certain songs, mm-hmm. they don't, and you just kind of, you got to hold them longer than you got to do other songs. Yep. I remember when that song first came out, and I loved that fucking song. It was such a song. controversial song when it was first released. Absolutely. It really was. Not, and don't forget what he was going through at the time, too, mm-hmm. because Garth is not a perfect angel, people. Garth no. did cheat, obviously. Yep. We all know about the history on this. So the fact that this song comes out when all this is in play, you know what I'm saying, <clears throat> is huge, is huge. Like The Undertaker, if you've ever been, <laughs> if you've ever, no. Only Loki could, yes, could, could equate The Undertaker and Garth Brooks. Well, and, this and, I have and, to and watch, hear. And watch. He's going to make it If happen. you've ever been to a WWE live event mm-hmm. and you've seen The Undertaker come out, mm-hmm. I swear to God they put the AC on. I swear, I, you're not the first person to, to say that. I, I've, because oh the hair my. stands up on the back. It's just cold. It, it's cold. It's cold. It's cold, and the smoke comes in. When he turned around and he was like, "In certain songs, you you put on." Mm-hmm. That's when they cued the AC, right? Yep. So then he fucking kicks back and lights go off. Boom! Two blue fucking streaks come down. Boom! Bam! Bam! You just hear that was fucking f- first three notes, and I'm like. He's fucking hitting that shit, mm-hmm, dude. Mm-hmm. Then the smoke starts coming in. You know what I'm saying? You can actually feel the coolness. Like you do, yeah. like The Undertaker. Yep. I swear right. to you. You win on that one. They did that. And then you see the Titan Tron and the rain starts fucking coming Was that down, not a dude. great effect? That was awesome. Well, that was, it was, that was phenomenal. Just, and, and, it was, then, and it had like a 3D effect to it, yes, too. Yes, exactly. I looked at him like, is something really like falling on the stage? It did look because like it was insane. raining. So then you have the flash. <laughs> you have to question off, yourself. Right? And everything's yep. going on. I'm listening to the song, and there, and it's the end. 
it's already went through and they're still kind of going. And I'm yep. like, third verse. He's going to fucking and do Tell your third, third verse story because I have one as well. Third verse. And this guy is like two rows behind <laughs> me. And he goes, there ain't no third verse in Thunder Rolls. <laughs> That's friends in low places, That's friends asshole. in low places. I looked at him and I said, really? Pay attention. Just watch. And sure enough, Garth there did not is. fail me. And he started fucking going off on that. And I went like this. Mm-hmm. Not me. I didn't even look at the guy. I just folded my arms and looked at him in the sky. Because I knew mm-hmm. that motherfucker. That was awesome. That is it. And if you guys do not know the third verse, the third verse of Friends and Look it up. It goes, not friends let me put it this way. It, it comes around and it makes an already difficult song <laughs> more even difficult. more intense. Amen. Exactly. If no. you thought it was critical and if you thought it was controversial beforehand listen <laughs> to hear the third, third verse the first time i'd ever heard him play that live was obviously 1997 98 when i went to that show same venue by the way dcu center mm-hmm. formerly the worcester center I, which you yep. told me and i that yep. blew my mind i think that's um, so badass so i went out immediately and bought the DVD. so the two the two garth brooks concerts that you went to were both in the both same in the place, same venue which is of course the seats were not the same yeah I think the the first time I was way way, way up um, at when at a hockey game they call it obstructed view. Yeah. You're almost <laughs> which, hanging. Which, by the way, not to get off topic, but I'm so happy they're bringing a hockey team back there because I've been missing me some local hockey. Nice. Getting back to you. Nice. Hey, you we have local hockey There's in Fenway. Three we call teams it within. In Fenway, we call it Penske Pole. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're sitting on the first base side and you happen to be by that green pole that says 14 this way, 15 yes. this way, yep. I've sat behind that pole more than once. Yes. Fuck, fuck Fenway Park. But that's, I'm going back. That's, yo, that's why we'll get to that story. That's why it's 75, 75, 75, Four. 30. <laughs> $4 for this yep. seat alone. Oh, Chris is going to buy the $4 seat. <laughs> way to go, asshole. You were saying um, the first time I'd heard him play that live, I had not seen the live VHS of yes, yes. the school. It was called This Is Garth Brooks. Yep. And uh, I'm sure you guys have all seen it. And if you haven't, find it somewhere. It's out of print for many years, but I'm sure eBay has it for $7,000. Probably the same guy who's selling Shaman's Harvest, Last Call from Goose Creek. <laughs> or the Any, first episode of that Loki and Jabroni show. Never that, heard of that it. That you can't find anywhere. And there's a reason for that. So he does that third verse, and I, I did not know it. But now I know it. Now I buy the DVD uh, the, or the VHS. I'm sorry. I, I listen to it over and over again. It's ingrained in my mind. When I hear the song in my car, I listen. I, I sing that verse. And let's let's just say real quick, "Friends in Th- Low Places" third verse is much like my "Friends in Low Places" third verse. You don't change the words a whole lot. No, you just there's say, only like kiss two, my exactly, ass at the very end. And, and, and it is little lady. You yeah. can come in the story. Yeah. The third verse of. Of Thunder, Thunder Rolls, Rolls Actually, is a completely to the story. Exactly, it's the completion. Yep, exactly. So I'm you don't know how it ends. You don't much know how like it you, ends if much, you just listen right? to it. Much like you, I'm at the show Sunday night. You were there Saturday night. You were there Sunday night. Yep, Jason, and they go into that that rocking solo part in the middle. And I elbowed Angela. And I said he's going to do the third verse, and she knows of the third verse. Yep. The guy to my left, much the same. Ain't no third verse to this song. <laughs> I just gave him a look, and I went about my business. You know, they get through that biddly biddle run, 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 the fiddles and the rock guitar. You, you might have thought you were at a fucking well, anthrax show. They were show. rocking that shit, and dude. And he comes out and he says, she runs back down the hallway. And I kind of turned my head and looked him dead in the eye and said, and through the bedroom door. And I wanted to grab his beer out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped short of giving him the finger. Because, nice. no, I mean, this guy was maybe this tall, mm-hmm. four and a half feet, but he was <laughs> built like a fucking and, and these brick are the same, shit house. These are the same, pla- these are the same people that, you know, when... 
sail my vessel comes on, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, the river. And I, I will drive my Mazda. The river was a, that was an important song for me and my kid. We, when my grandfather died in 2006, which, by the way, I can't believe it's been 10 years already. For those, I wear a ring around my neck. For those of you, you can't see it, but I wear it for him. It was his ring. But uh, that was an important song. Uh, you, you had asked a question about which ones made the moment. Yeah, the moment that made the I'll hair stand up done. on the back of my neck. And it was a moment where me and my dad kind of locked eyes. And, you know, my dad and I are really close. We've always, we've been really close for quite a while. And uh, him and I kind of locked eyes when he started playing this song. And we both went, "I this is, yes, this is the moment. And that made my hair stand up mm. when he played the dance. Nice. When he started to play the dance. And I mean, that moment with my mom when he played that little bit from from his song, Mom, was, was important to me. But when my dad and I looked at each other and we saw, when we heard that first few notes of that song, I knew right then and there that my dad's experience was complete. Nice. And that was important to me. And as and a, that was great. Yeah. As a KJ DJ, I do have to say this. The dance is a lot more complicated than y'all think it mm-hmm. is. Yep. You cannot sing the dance. Only Garth can sing the dance. You can you hope. You can't hear Jimmy. You, you can, can listen, you but can you can't hope, hear Jimmy. You can hope to sing the dance. You're completely you lost never. on that you reference. Can try. No, I, I, I'm really lost. On white, man can't white, jump. Man can't jump. Oh, white man can't jump. White man can I've heard it before, but I have no idea where it's from. I, I get you on that because that is not a song that that comes from a special and listen, place. And listen, I'm not trying to take anything away from my talent because I do believe I'm a mediocre singer. I think I can sing some. I'm one step below you. I think I can sing some very good tunes. <laughs> I've been in competition, so and, and I'm, I'm gonna. I'm I gonna will say this: digress. the dance is. Is a very, very hard song. Mm. It is. Even doing, I've, I've tried it karaoke, I've tried it on guitar. It is extremely difficult to tackle. Mm-hmm. And the For, amount of them, even. Let me, let me say amazing. that, you know, um, uh, to sh- make you feel my love mm-hmm. is 20 times easier yes. than the dance. And yes. a lot of people are like, no, that song's harder. No, it really isn't. Like, you really have to listen to the dance and you really got to listen because. He is so low, but his voice is so powerful. Like, just being at that low key, he can just hit that shit. And I'll tell you what, unless you're swallowing that microphone, man, (laughs) that's really hard to do. You are not getting that. That was a great moment for me. I'm sure the immortal... When she listens to this, will expect me to say "Calling Baton Rouge" was the moment, and we had a great time. That's our song. And let me tell you, "Calling Baton Rouge" is one of those. Yep. Yep. No That's matter a crowd where pleaser, you are, right? Beyond all, no matter he, where you are, and and, and and all of us here have experienced love, and we've also experienced loss of love. When he played unanswered prayers, oh. all the hair on my neck is standing up. I reached over, I grabbed her like nobody's business, and what are you doing? Just go with it. <laughs> and I, I'm swaying back and forth. I'm I'm typical concert guy at this point. Mm. And as a veteran of like seven hundred, yeah, I was concert guy shows. day one. I don't give a fuck if you don't like if I'm standing up or not, bitch. You want to see the concert? You want to talk about a standing up? up moment? We were lucky enough to be. We were lucky enough to be back against a wall, so we could stand up the whole show. But we had a bunch of them. I'll get to that point in a minute. You, how do you sit in a concert? There, I just, can there I just, we go. Can I just I'll tell you that? how. There's an elderly couple in the row behind ah. us who sat the entire time. And my theory was, if you want to pay all this money. To see, in my opinion, fuck the CMA Awards. This is the Entertainer of the Year every year, Garth. Yes. 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 
If you want to sit and pay $65, $85, $95 to watch television, your option, not mine. I have to let gas go. And I'm Angela thinks I'm we, – we were just talking about this story the other night. I'm holding this back, and I turn to look. Hopefully, they're standing up. Nope, they're still sitting down. I've got friends, and son of a bitch, stand up. And here <laughs> comes the next oh, son of a bitch, stand up. When we went up the stairs onto the concourse, I crop dusted six rows on the way up. And suddenly, my legs <laughs> felt better. My back felt better. My heart felt better. I didn't want to smoke out this nice old couple <laughs> Because I'm standing the entire show. Dude, I, I'm yeah, The sorry. worst thing I smelt the whole show was pot. Yes, I'm sorry. We didn't even get down we on the floor. We did smell pot. What? Every I, show. It never blasphemy. fails. Blasphemy. I always no. smell blasphemy. Once those house lights go down. I don't, no, I don't use it. I don't smoke it. Even if I, I did, I wouldn't admit it. But still. <laughs> <laughs> you could run for president. <laughs> it's funny being because, ready to pack one right now. <laughs> there you go. But it was hilarious because... Me and my ex, every show we went to in that 2003, By the way, you year, don't smoke we, at a Garth Brooks concert. It's fucking blasphemy. I don't know, every, I don't know about that. Every single show we blasphemy. went to in 2013 during that year, yep. we found someone or something. The smell was always there. I was 13. So now it's a joke, and every concert we go to, I was, somebody's doing it. I was 13 years old <laughs> at the New Haven Coliseum going to see Kiss in 1985 when they're in their uh, B. Arthur glitter phase. And walking in, it was me and my other buddy, also 13 years old, and his uncle. So we're going to this show. And as we're walking up, this guy comes up to us, and he was obviously stoned off his guard. Hey, man, you guys got any rolling papers? <laughs> no, I don't even know what at 13. I don't know what rolling papers are. I didn't learn that till a year after. No, we don't. Oh, man, what about your dad, man? Does he have any rolling papers? <laughs> I don't know. Ask him. What, what do I look like? The fucking rolling paper concierge? Oh, all right. So we see him walk up to the folks that are next to us. Hey, man, you got any rolling? Look, in my opinion, at the, I went to a Tom Jones show in 1995. People were sparking at a Tom Jones show. So it's not, it's I not will, mutually exclusive. I will say Zach Brown was probably the biggest stoner show I've ever been to. I, think I could go Brown anywhere, probably... anywhere in Fenway Park that we went, and we walked all around that place because yep. it was our first time being there. You smelt it everywhere. <laughs> there is no show that I've ever been to where I haven't detected weed. Even at Toad's Place, which is a small little club. I'm sure you – have yep. you been there? I, the minute, I've been there, but not for any big ass. The minute I our don't friends – Fenway friends, Park, I'm known as the smoker. There you go. <laughs> The minute our friends from Shaman's Harvest pit. hit the stage, you just you smelled the weed. I didn't smell it before they went on, but as soon as, uh, as, as Shaman's hit the stage. Toad's Place? Are you kidding me, dude? You cannot walk into Toad's Place okay. and not fucking get a contact. No, time. you're absolutely right. <laughs> you fucking before, clam bake that whole fucking place, dude. You open up the exit doors like... <laughs> but I'm telling you, this is not, and Angela will back this up. When we walked in, we were obviously we did the interview on the tour bus. We put the gear away. Mm-hmm. We walked in. We got our VIP credentials and whatnot. And it just smelled like typical bar room. As soon as the house lights go down and shamans hit the stage, there came the weed. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, they waited for the right band for this shit. I've, I've, Nathan I've been, would be proud. I've been to venues as small as Indian Ranch and as big as Gillette Stadium. And I've never in my life seen a show with a major act. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen shows with small cover bands, but a name act like we were talking to before. I've never been to a name act show 
without smelling somebody off of the magic dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so Garth Brooks was no different. See, Garth, I don't know, man. Garth, Garth is already feel good to me. So it's like, I don't need to sit there and blaze down. Well, you know what? We were also in front of a group. Our whole section was a bunch of younger people. There was a group of, we were joking before the show. This is the point I was going to get to earlier. Mm-hmm. It was, we were joking before the show that our entire row in front of us were all a bunch of teeny boppers and young kids. And I looked, I'm like, they had to have been my age, if not younger, probably younger. By but, the way, <laughs> we did have a fun game. Me and, uh, me and Janelle. Okay. We played Where's the Black Person. <laughs> <laughs> the beer stand does not count. I, I, I told her that. Yeah. I said, I said, employees do not count. I did. I found one. This is actually I found really one in the crowd, and I'll tell you what, dude. He, he sat the whole time, just like your old people, right? He won those tickets. I'm telling you, he won those tickets. He gave one to his white buddy, and his white buddy was right next to him the whole time, dancing and fucking, woo! You know what I'm saying? He was sitting that whole, and I will give him this. He was like, motherfucker, I won these concert tickets. I'm watching this whole nice. fucking concert. Yep. He did not fucking move from that spot, <laughs> nice. dude. But I did. It was like, where's Waldo? And it was like, it, I must have pissed off everybody around me because like when I find because I did, and I, I got a picture of him too. Mm-hmm. He's on my phone. Nice. <laughs> and I finally found I said, I found him. I See, I had, a different, I had a different game. It was... Where can I find the people that have texted me saying, where are your seats? As yeah. I walk through the crowd. Because I found Jason that way. I found a guy I played Little League baseball with. And we've stayed friends all these years. He was t- him and his I, I scanned him nobody and his wife. Nobody went on Saturday. Really? Nobody. I'm watching him and you his wife. You want to know? You Saturday. think nobody went on Saturday. I And I have a lot of connections in the local country world and a lot of. I mean. Big, and a was, lot of devoted concert goers. It was sold out Saturday. I know nobody. Not a soul that went on Friday. But it was already sold out. Yeah, that's what and I'm I know nobody who I'm went catching, on Friday. I'm catching my buddy and his wife taking stage selfies between acts before Garth came out, standing on the stage. Hey, so I sent him a text message: "Stop taking stage selfies, asshole! I can see you." Real he gets quick. up and he looks around. I throw him the finger, and he comes over, shakes my hand. Um, friends of the show, the Krasners, where are you? And I didn't think they were at the show. I'm like, I'm in Worcester. They're like, no shit. I feel like nosebleed. Where are your seats? No, they were on the floor, and. Where are you now? I said, I'm just, I pissed, and now I'm coming down the ramp. It's, uh, I'm coming down the stairs, section 122. So I'm walking, and I see this little pink ball of happiness, all sorts up in the air. Niece Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there you are. There were kisses, whatever, went to our seats. I ran it to Jason, obviously. Yep. I ran into so many people that I knew, and Angela hates it when that happens. Like, I can't take you anywhere <laughs> without you knowing somebody. I was like that at the, uh, the best seats. Ever in my life, meatloaf. I had two, on my bucket list. I got to see meatloaf two before he dies. Front row. I'm here. Yep. Like those are the best seats I've ever had in any concert. Would you rather not to interrupt you? Would you rather be in a seat or in a pit? Oh, I love the pit. The pit. I love the pit. I well, saw I some people what, who would rather be in the, the second row of seats. What kind of show? I went to. Um, doesn't matter. I went to. Because I will you can, not. You can I will throw this out there. I. <laughs> I went Funny to Summer story. Sanitarium, yep. and I was in the pit, and I would not trade that for the The last pit world. I was in was Anthrax 2011. Uh, great show, but my glasses somehow in the mm-hmm. moshing, whatever, flew off my head. It was like slow motion. I grabbed them out of the sky, put them back on, whatever. Three days later, I had a heart attack. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't from the – the doctor says, what like have you the, been done? I feel like it could have said that without the glasses know, thing. Right? But No, but it was <laughs> – Because it, it, I lost my thing. glasses. I the older I get, because I used to <laughs> – at 30 – at the time, I got to do the math. I was 39. 
and I'm in the pit at Anthrax. And these young kids are going off the side, taking a blanket drink of water. I'm like, fag, what are you doing? If my old ass is in here, your 21-year-old ass should be pounding right next to me. We should be knocking people over. We can't take it. And then three days later, I had a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) I would say Brad Paisley's been the best seats I've ever had because I was literally right up on the stage, like as close as I am to this table, bar, whatever you call it right here. Best seats? You know. Best seats ever? Anthrax at the station. We were right up against the stage. Um, they were touring with Judas Priest at the time, and the tour had a night off. So they took a side gig just to make a little extra money. We'd heard about it two days before. We are right up against the stage. Here comes my Skinner story, which I do at every concert where I'm close enough. The band stops, and there's that lull, and the crowd quiets down. I will yell like I do at your karaoke bit, play some Skinner, man. Three concerts my entire life that's worked. One of them was Anthrax. That's and fine. as I'm right up on the stage, I said, play some Skinner. And there's Scotty and like, blink, 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 ding, 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 ding. He nice. played, he just played the riff. And that was it. That was enough for me. That was the, as far as any size venue, I consider those the best seats. I was front row for the Motley Crue reunion in 2005, but there's that eight foot divide between the barricade and the yeah, stage. Yeah, so, well, with the meatloaf, I never even, like, once he started, I was out of my seat and I was right up against We were that so stage. close for that Anthrax like, show that when the show ended, and the crew was starting to tear down the gear. My buddy at the time reached over and stole the set list off of the monitor, and he still has it to this day. He's done awesome. that a, a year done later. That a few times yep. at the Wolf Den at Mohegan. So a year later, all those a seats. year later, he had the band sign the set list. He said, I stole this from the station. Nice. <laughs> like, oh, wow, cool. <laughs> take all those seats. Garth still beat it? From where I was? Wherever you, your best seat. I, I don't, don't care. Mine, what, listen, don't mine care. was Meatloaf. Yeah, and I love the it, fucking shit out of that I don't concert. care yeah. where I, I love Meatloaf, and I the, love Meatloaf. I could have sat on the lighting ring, that, that was and the Garth thing Brooks is, was a great show. That was show. the great part about that show, is no matter where you were, it did not matter. That show blew your freaking mind. Yep. And this is three people that have mm-hmm. told you this, people. Like, this is not a joke. Like, I, I really do believe... That 19 years that he took off, he missed it. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. he missed it so bad that you see it. Yep. That he you feel it. it. And he's he been back felt, on the scene for a few years. Yeah. yeah. And, and you he still felt see it. like a kid in a fucking candy store, man. Just the smile the never down. left his face. No, I really did. He didn't. was having fun really the whole didn't. time. I could have, I'm, I'm, I'm not lying to you. They could have sat me on the hockey board, that thing in the center of the arena yep. where I'm looking down and Jumbo drink for my life. Whatever, I yeah. could have sat there and it still would have been the same experience. Oh, absolutely. Dude. I didn't care that I was on the floor. Again, I could have sat in the concrete behind Jason and had a, <laughs> had a great, fantastic experience. Se- easily second best show, if not one in one a that I've ever seen in I my life. I, I do. I will throw this up there as the best. Since show nobody's, since nobody seen. understands sign language, who needs a beverage? <laughs> I'll take I one. see a lot of empty. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Cool. But uh, like I was uh, saying earlier, um, and I don't know if you guys had the same experience. I don't know how close you were. How close were you to the stage? I was actually to the right. I wasn't on the floor, but I was I was damn close. Like we so were we were on the left back. hand side. So I mean, I was like right when he. Let's put it this way: when he did um, when he did the you know the, the final encore, he came out and he was picking signs. Yep. That little the left walkway. That he had that came out this way. He had one walkway that th- went this way, and he had one walkway that went out this way. That little kind of like area. Yep. We were like five rows back yep. from that walkway. Nice. So like when he came out there, like I got a picture of him, and it's like his face is like crystal clear. Nice. You know, like now we, um, like I was saying earlier, they uh, we had a group of young kids right in front of us. I, I 
I call them young. Which still blows my mind. Like, <laughs> I call them young, and even he was blown away through most of that show how young some of the audience were. He would consistently say, I don't know if some of you were even born when this song came out. But these kids were really – I call them kids, but they're probably like three years younger than me, mm-hmm. which to me, anybody who's younger than me, I call kid, which is disrespectful. Yeah. But everybody's done that to me my whole life, so what the hell? But um, <laughs> it's – they were so obnoxious before the show started. It was just so horrible the whole time before the show. They were so annoying. We call I, them I young. I think literally every... Those who smoke yeah, pot at yeah. the Garth Brooks show. Every single <laughs> other Blast word. Me. Every single other word And I'm word a goddamn stoner. All right? I'm a stoner and I'm telling you <laughs> it's blasphemy. Proud is telling ha- you don't smoke weed at a Garth Brooks no, show. I have to say that I say like a lot. You know, it's part of my generation... You know, we we say like like like, like, like this. You know, it's it's kind of like you, you know, it's like. But these people, it's ingrained every, itself into the vernacular. Every other word was like it was. You know, like this, like show is like just like awesome. Like, like yeah. shut the like fuck and up. My me and my ex girlfriend were laughing about it. We literally were contemplating taking our drinks and just throwing it at them <laughs> for the whole time before the show went yeah, on. I don't give but a fuck. I would have slapped you twelve dollars for a fucking twenty four <laughs> fucking can of Bud Light. Yeah. If if you're yes, willing, Floyd, I'm gonna throw the, If you're yeah. willing to throw your twelve dollar beer at someone, God love you. You're a better man than I am. <laughs> as soon as I'm nursing show, that some bitch. As soon as that show started, though, that it was like brothers and sisters. Yeah, we were all right on the same page. They calmed. They calmed. Either they calmed down, or we came up to their level. But all of a sudden, what we saw as obnoxious was right. And on I'm gonna par. I'm gonna it take your to I'm gonna right. take your yep. point just a little further. Is this Garth Brooks show at every concert I, I've ever been to? There's always some asshole within a ten foot radius of where you're standing, and that's everybody. So where you're sitting, if we were all at the same show, and where you're sitting, where you're sitting, Jason, where I'm sitting, look ten feet to your front, your your three and nine, and at your six, you're gonna find an asshole that's gonna ruin the show for you. There was none of that. Nope. Nobody. Not the one, two no. times I've seen Garth Brooks, no assholes. But I could go to any other act, whether it's rock and roll, heavy metal, pop, whatever, and you always find Johnny Asshole. There was none of that at the Garth Brooks show. That was like a big family reunion or seeing your best 18,000 yep. friends and you all – we could have held hands and sang Kumbaya. And, and it would have been great. <laughs> Garth Brooks could have said lift up this building with your bare hands and everybody were to work together to lift up the building yep. with their bare hands. It was a family. Uh, I'll, I'll build on that point by uh, showing this. Uh, I don't know if he did this. I assume he did this for all of them, but my dad actually was wondering if they did. Did he do the, the finger thing? Oh yes. yes! Oh yeah! No, yeah. that was great because that was that. that was one of the best parts of the whole show. Yeah, was stole that it. for those he stole it, that? Yeah, of course he did. Kiss, nineteen eighty four, New Haven Coliseum. I've seen that in many shows, but the way he did it <laughs> that was twenty was amazing. Years because yeah. for those who don't know what the finger thing is, is he would take his hand and he would point at one section of the audience and they'd go wild, and then he'd retract mm-hmm. his finger and then he'd point at another one, and then in the middle of having everybody cheer, he would say, "Don't make me break my finger out," you mm-hmm. know, and he had a ball. With it. Wait it for me to am- give you the finger. And it was amazing. And it was like smack dab in the middle of the show. And, you know what? and it got everybody going. Uh, Whoever wasn't into the show at that point certainly was when he was. Dead, I made a right? statement to Angela while we were sitting there. And like I did here, it was in jest. I'm like, he stole that from Kiss. But the, the fact of the matter is, I don't, everybody steals something from everybody. It shows his influence. The, the lighting and the, and the choreography and what is it? The, just, just the presentation was very queen. Yeah. Um, 
His mannerisms talking to the crowd is very Kiss. His musicianship is very him. It just borrows from his influences, and it just makes for better. And if nobody, we, I think Loki and I talked about this some months ago. Might have been some weeks ago. Alcohol clouds your memory. Just, <laughs> I remember Garth Brooks in a magazine. It says list your influences, and it was George Strait, Kiss, Queen. I, I, that immediately made him. The Godfather, in my opinion. You know, I I respect anybody. I I grew up basically Garth Brooks and Charlie Daniels were the only country singers I liked in in the early nineties. In the early nineties, okay. You know, when I was growing up, when I was like five, six, seven, before I was ten years old, because my parents would always play Jay Giles, Kiss, Queen, Sticks. Who, in my opinion, I'm don't kill me, but I still I like Sticks better than Queen. I'm going don't, to I, I no Sticks is not part of that bill. <laughs> I'm going getting, to see a rock Don't kill me because it always kills me. But alive. No, that's, that's not to take away from Queen because Queen is just as magnificent. Let's draw a line. Like let's draw a line better. in the stand <laughs> with Sticks. Everything before Mr. Roboto was fantastic, and Mr. Roboto is included, but everything after that was pap. Uh, I agree. It was like Brian I Adams. Say that, everything that Queen up had to, more longevity than Sticks. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. like Brian Adams. Everything Brian Adams did up to the just, Robin Hood song, and, and then after and that, let me it tell you, became, Jabroni will, will back me up. I've always been, I, I am I am all about Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. I think yes. he is one of the greatest frontmen that this world has ever mm-hmm. seen, and not just that, can't a, take a phenomenal that singer. When I went to uh, his, I mean, you, you ago, can sit there. And, I mean, dude, let's be honest. Jeff Tate is a phenomenal singer. Without all right? question. He's a phenomenal. He's no Freddie Mercury. Ta- exactly. It takes more than just a phenomenal singer to be an incredible frontman. Two years ago, this past January, in 2014, I was privileged enough to be at the premiere, season premiere of That Metal Show, which has recently been canceled on VH1 Classic. Zach Wild is the guest. It's where I met Zach Wild. Yeah, I could have. I still love Zach Wild. Zach Wild, in my opinion, is the greatest guitarist. They, they have something at the end of the show called the Throwdown, where there's three minutes on the clock. Everybody gets to weigh in. The guests get to weigh in, and then the audience gets to weigh in. It was who's the better frontman slash singer, Robert Plant or Freddie Mercury? Can I tell you? And I was I was cheering for Freddie Mercury. The pop that that room had when they says, you know, hey, how about Robert Plant? You got decent applause. And how about Freddie Mercury? (sighs) And there's only 300 of us in the crowd. You would have thought you were in 17,000 people. Freddie Mercury is that great of a singer and a frontman. He's pretty much what you should base everything off of. He is one of the first people that – it's funny. I I saw a meme the other day, and it said – to call someone gay is to insult this guy. <laughs> and they had a picture of Freddie Mercury. <laughs> wow. Now, everybody knows Freddie Mercury is not known to hide his sexuality. No. As a matter of fact, um, he flaunted it. He, he flaunted it. To, I think that was Tom part Brady of his whole image. Right. He, he <laughs> flaunted it to a part where, where his fucking, his agent was like, dude, you need to knock this shit off. Like, you're losing people... All you have to because do is listen that. to those songs. Right, exactly. My soul is painted like the wings of butterflies. Fairy tales of yesterday, <laughs> my soul is flying high. Come on. You know He's telling fasc- you without telling you. Right. Yep. You know what's fascinating about Freddie Mercury, and I love it. You probably, uh, Jabroni probably sees this on Facebook. I don't know if you're on Facebook, Loki, but uh, oh, you, see, you see these right. things uh, on Facebook that show songs like uh, my favorite one 
is from Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj and it's, versus you a stupid hoe. You, you a stupid hoe. And that's the whole song. Four and then writers, it shows six the producers. Lyric, and it had like six producers, yes. seven yeah. writers. And then it shows the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody. One writer. One, one writer. Producer. One producer. Freddie Mercury. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I just put one up the other day. <laughs> or that, or it that was other uh, one Beyonce versus Iron yep. Maiden. One writer, one producer. This fantastic Iron Maiden epic. Right next to it is four writers, four producers. Who run the world? Girls. Who run, who run the world? world? Girls. Who runs this bitch? Girls. <laughs> really, it took four people to write that. My eight-year-old could have written right. that song without the word bitch. Or that one that goes, uh, it's got that guy eating cereal. And he's like, I hate Bohemian Rhapsody. It's just a bunch of jobbled nonsense. And the guy was like, actually, it's about this oh, guy that, yeah. and it yep. breaks down the entire <laughs> song like to a T. And you're like, holy shit, dude. No, okay. That's, you can't bitch about that. It, like Bohemian Rhapsody, in my opinion, and I don't think this is too much of a stretch, is one of the greatest written songs, story songs it has, in listen, history. It has more firepower than Don't Stop Believing. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can slap that song on at any point. That, Don't Stop Believing has more energy to it, but Bohemian Rhapsody the, the tapestry, has much more of a the punch. The tapestry I, that not that only song punch, weaves I think it has a overall. lot more followers. You're right. Yes. Is you can throw in Bohemian Rhapsody, and there's not a single person in that bar that's not singing. Yep. Especially when it comes to the, I see the little minuetto of a man. Everybody's all Everybody's I don't get paid enough to sing. What I'm saying is the tapestry that that song weaves, it starts out as a ballad, then it turns into a rocker, then it turns into an operatic classic. It goes back to a ballad. You show me any bullshit Beyonce, Kanye West, any one of the people that I shit on every week, you're not going to find it. You know why? Because your artistry is limited. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You do not challenge yourself like Freddie Mercury does. I'm not saying, just like we've said a million times before, there are true artists out there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our Garth Brooks, our Freddie Mercury's, our our Billy Idols, our freaking Prince. um our princes, mm-hmm. you know, even unfortunately we just lost him recently. It was freaking David, David, Bowie. David, David Bowie. Bowie. They Such never they never picked up what I considered an apprentice. Mm-hmm. There yes. was never somebody that followed him and said, I'm going to be the next you. The closest, and that's a fucking tragedy. The closest you get is Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake. And I will right. say Bruno but Mars's music, well, maybe about, maybe, yeah, but maybe, see, a lot of people maybe, don't realize Bruno. Maybe 50% of Bruno Mars's music has some context to it, and mm-hmm. it's okay. You know? he's, a, he's a student 50% of James of it Brown, is Elvis, and Michael Jackson. If you're going to take... If you're going to take influences from three people, you can't pick better than James Brown, Michael Jackson. What was, Early the, what was the other one I said? I he, know he just said yeah. Elvis. He was, when he he was he in an Elvis contest off. when he was six years yeah. old and when, won the motherfucker against 30-year-old people. He was fantastic. But in his more recent stuff, like Uptown Funk and stuff like that, pretty much once Lazy Song came out, well, which again was a good song, forget, he These are all songs down. that are written by Pharrell. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, all these songs, these newer songs that catch off right off the bat and then yep. flutter down after a while, they're all written I'm going to catch shit for this. From a lot of people, you included, Jason, but I like Uptown Funk. I do like it's Uptown a, there's Funk. There's a certain depth mm-hmm. yeah, because you go I from like Grenade it. to like the Lazy Song to all this. Yeah. And then Uptown Funk, when I heard that, I'm like, that's Bruno Mars? Mm. That, that That's so out of his realm. But that's an expansion. That's like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, but you go Uptown, from Fat Bottom Girls to Bohemian Rhapsody, mistaken, you're I, blowing I, it up. I do like Uptown Funk, but I just, 
from an artistic standpoint, I just feel like it's a downgrade for Bruno Mars. That doesn't mean it get a bad song by any means, but I feel he's like such Bruno, a vocalist. Yeah, I feel like Bruno Mars can do better than Uptown Funk, right. which is why I, I kind of look at it. And I'm like, Uptown Funk is a fun song. I love to play it. Even, I love to hear even it. Even the king. But for him, it's a little even low. Elvis, even Garth Brooks. I mean, Kiss is the king mm. of this particular genre. Everybody has a gimmick song. Oh yeah. For every at, rock and roll God, all night. It's, false, it's uh, not false in prison. That's Johnny Cash. Friends in low right. places. Friends in low places. Yes. So for every rock and roll all night, for every jailhouse rock, everybody has that gimmick song. And I think uh, if we're going to go back to Queen quickly, that was Another Bohemian One Bites Raps. of Dust. No, Bohemian To me, Raps. no. To Bohemian. me, their gimmick song was Another One Bites of Dust. It was, you know what? And I, could, I, could we was ch- I could argue I still, We Are the Champions are a gimmick song. I would okay, still. Yes. I could argue that. Yeah, but that was yeah, but that falls in with the. Uh, I think Bohemian Rhapsody is uh, a different animal. Another it one goes, bites the dust. Yeah, because that does go hand in hand. You can't do another one bites the dust without we are the champions. Yep, another one bites the dust always kind of leads into that song. It, it always does. But I can guarantee. I've never song, saw Queen. I'm really sad that I never got to see them in concert. Same here. But um, I don't think any of us. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Freddie, when did Freddie Mercury die? Because they didn't really. 80s, November twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one. Of AIDS, he died the yeah, same but, day but as Eric they Carr. Stopped, of Kiss. Yeah, but yeah. they stopped touring. They stopped touring for like, a while. Two years before that, they went on that last run. Uh, and you got to think. What was the album? It, was, it had I Want It All. It had um, oh, Show fuck, Must I Go love On. That fucking song. I Show Must Go, go On. Sang that for you for your birthday, dude. He. Really quick, you guys realize like he was so sick when he fucking was writing that song. Those were, that was like Bowie's last album. Right. That album, and I'm gonna get the name of it. It was his goodbye. Innuendo, I think the name. It, it was, was. And, and and the crate. Like, look at this shit. Yeah, this is what it does. Goosebumps, to me. right there. I'm gonna find what the name <laughs> he, of that album was. I I'll never. I read David I, I Bowie's read first number one. Album. I read this, and I'll never forget it's this. Fantastic. He was he was like coughing up blood. He's sick as shit. And they're like, all right, we only have, I think it was um, like an hour worth of studio time, and we got two songs to go. One of them was Show Must Go On, and the other one was one of the other ones from that. Was it I Want It All? It was Innuendo. I just got it right here. Yeah, but no, it wasn't I Want It All. It was Show Must Go On and something else. And they did the other one after bat, and they were like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's like, sweetheart, just get me a vodka and let's call it a day, all right? He did both of those songs in one cut. Mm-hmm. 15 fucking minutes. They told him he had an hour. He did it in 15, 15 minutes. fucking minutes. But dude. you got jackasses like Beyonce who need four days to record. Who run the world, girls? And you got to understand, this motherfucker is dying of AIDS at this point. Now, he is sick as shit. I mean, he is puking up blood. Mm-hmm. And he's like, darling, just give me a fucking shot of vodka and let's get this shit done. Who would you say... Now, you look at people like Garth Brooks. You look at people like Freddie Mercury. Let's take it by genre. I don't know how into country music you guys are. I love it. I, if I, you had to pick I, a I, successor I like to country Garth music Brooks, so much, new country yeah. pisses me off. If I agree. If you had to pick somebody in today's genre, whether that be, you know. As, I'll, I'm going to take yeah. this first. Who in today's country music, and I'm talking like from 2000 mm-hmm. on, and that's even before, mm-hmm. if, even if they made their debut before 2000, from 2000 to today, people who are still relevant, who today would you say is the new Garth Brooks, the if, man who in years from now we're going to be looking at if him he's as given the icon. right, If he's given the right promotion and he's given the right backing, he writes incredible songs. He's got, I think, three CDs out there. I own all of them. None of them suck. It's not puke, Brian. Let's get that out of the way right now. <laughs> if Rodney Atkins get the push he deserves uh-huh. and he gets the backing he deserves, that's your next. Garth I Brooks. called Rodney Atkins the new Garth Brooks when he came Can't out with four straight number one singles. Can't do it. 
I got to give it to my boy, Blake Shelton. I Blake Shelton's been around I, for 20 years. I Listen, disagree. He was good, but I, I like, think when he started The Voice, he sold out. Of I don't know about that. Yeah, of course he fucking sold out. But he's never going to make you know another song like Austin ever voice? again. Because the reason is when you go on to a show like that, think about who he's up with, right? Yep. You got CeeLo, CeeLo Green yep. and Pharrell. Well, I'm going to put those both in the same category because they are. They're yeah, both they're in the, the same, same category, category yep. right? Then you have Gwen Stefani. And hey. then, wait a <laughs> and then we throw it off with uh, uh, X Tina there. Fuck her. Same fucking Same genre. Song. And then you got douchebag Adam fucking Levine. Fuck him too. Over on the other side, right? See, I'm a big Adam Levine. I fan, fuck fuck that. that. Hey, Puto. No talent hack, dude. I'm going Listen, to the soundboard. Just this because you had a tiger <laughs> tattoo, just because you could show off your little fucking six pack that you don't eat Twinkies for, thank God that you ain't got a sweet tooth. All right, homeboy? Go do Cut your proactive commercials. Because that's the only talent you face. have is the fact that you could keep a six pack. You ain't got no musical talent. All you I, do is squeeze your like fucking genitalia. To you guys Come on. Oh, you did. I fucking can't stand Adam Levine. <laughs> regardless, regardless. Fuck Adam Levine. This is the people that you go up against all the yep. time, right? Your country. That's what you are. Because I don't so think Christina every, Aguilera could listen, honestly listen, weigh in listen, on a listen, country listen. voice. Have you ever watched they the need voice? that. Have you ever watched the voice? I've watched a few seasons. Never every once in my life. Every single person that sings country is singing, is singing to, to fucking Blake. Blake and that's yep. not fair. That is not fucking fair to him mm-hmm. because that is the first thing they say. I can't believe Blake didn't turn around and fucking. I have the That's voice. That's a lot of the reasons why he doesn't turn around too, because he's like, you know what? I've got. You got to use that, right? You, know? you got to be okay. the best. Let's I have, have, and I this have is a, why, you know, I'm, I'm going to give this it. This is yep. why I got to give it to Blake. Is yes, he has been in the business as long as he has. Yes, he will never write a song like Austin but again. No. Never however, be the next Garth Brooks. However. Right, but when you say the next Garth Brooks, you're not just talking about the singer. You're talking about the talent. You're mm-hmm. talking about what he brings to the mm-hmm. table. You're talking about the knowledge of country music that he mm-hmm. inspires other country music people to do. And this is what Blake Shelton can do. I saw Rodney Atkins in a 1,000-seat venue in Ocala, Florida when I lived down there on a $10 ticket. And believe me, if they'd have charged me 50 bucks for that ticket, I'd have... I'd have gone back right, and paid right, more. Right, right. He is the next I am not, one. I saw him I open taking, for Luke right. Bryan in He's North Carolina, and he put on a better show than Luke did. He's Everybody the next puts on a better show performer. than Luke Bryan. We're, we're not just talking. It's not just performing. You've got to understand it's that passion, Garth, is not, just, right. Garth is, ta- is not just right. Garth is not just a performer. I'm talking, I'm talking relevance, too, as well. Like, who's going to be remembered, but who's going to be able to live up to that relevance? Blake lost it for me when he released because I was all on the Blake train. I've seen him twice in concert. I saw him I at Mohegan Sun. Before I mean, I, I, I saw him at Indian Ranch man. before he became part of the Voice, and he put on a one crazy show. And I saw him open for Brad Paisley just before he got on the Voice again. A crazy act, amazing. And those two together, then, they need to do yeah. more duets. Oh yeah, because when they don't did, drink. They the actually came water. out and did "Don't Drink the Water" on don't stage. Don't drink the water. Best part of the whole show nice. is one nice. of the <laughs> greatest but, fucking um, songs. When uh, new country, when he released "Over" as a single off of that album, I can't remember what album it was, but when he released the song "Over," I knew he had sold out. It is the worst song on that album, possibly oh, that's, that's the worst. Recent. That's, possibly that's the more, worst song he's yeah. ever recorded, where he says, yeah, "Oh, you recently. know, tell me what I got to do to win you over." I'm like, that is the worst song on the CD. Yeah, but the you worst know why song you've ever recorded, you know and why? it went number one. I'm like, okay, so now not only is he releasing. Just some marketing fodder. He's also yeah, people also, are drinking the Kool Aid. If I'm not, if I'm not, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, 
Didn't Miranda Lambert follow up with something after that to her to his over song? It was a shot back and forth to each other. At well, this point. over was tell West me Coast, what I East Coast. Do. Yeah, over was about trying to win somebody over. Right. Over you was a song that he oh, had it was written over you. with it was over Miranda you. Lambert, was which over. was about loss because right. it was about him losing mm-hmm. his brother. And I would have rather he released that song. That song, in my opinion, exemplifies, like you said, the greatness that Blake Shelton can yeah. have because that is the kind of heart and sincerity. And he can have that, but the, the, again, I want to hear go, more of that from Blake. Going that's, back, and to that's that, my point is, not, I think it's not over for him. I think never. what he's doing right now is exactly that. I'll he's got you. he's got the longevity. He has the passion, and what he makes other country singers do is what I think he has the longevity. I, I'm going to explain why I picked Rodney Atkins is because I'm not a huge country fan. I'm a rock and roll guy. But when, what was the first single? If you're going through hell. If you're listen, going through hell. Listen, grabs me. Well, he I'm had, not, he had, had a, a single huge before that called either. Honesty, which was a one-hit wonder until he came out with that song. I'm, yep. I'm a, Garth got me into country. Yep. Let's not Same. make a mistake yeah. about Same. this. Like, Garth was the reason why I Same. got into country. What I am is I'm, I consider myself a country connoisseur at this point where when people come up to me and they're like, well, you know, country this, country that. Listen, I understand you have your, your your Trace Atkins, and I understand that you have all your fucking your Tim McGraws and shit before that, mm-hmm. and even um, what's the other one? Uh, don't take no, don't take the girls, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, Tim McGraw yeah. Um, uh, Kenny Chesney, Kenny Chesney, Travis yeah, Tritt, Travis Tritt. That's Tritt. the one I was. That's thinking. my boy. You know what I'm saying? These singers beforehand, I'm I was picking up on them after. I listen to Garth. Right. Yep. So when I think that, that's also what I think about a Garth Brooks. Who's that guy that makes you want to, to listen, listen to country music? To country music. Fits the bill. Exactly. Yeah. To me, exactly. Garth Brooks makes me want to, but if you want to, on that point, Rodney Atkins is the guy that makes me want to continue. And he can take it. If Garth Brooks said tomorrow, I'm done. All my fans should go this way. <laughs> before, listen, we're, 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 we're at that closing point. Be- All right. Before we even get there, um, if y'all, if y'all, like up. I said, listen, if y'all get a chance to see this concert, let me tell you, my boy is not done for another Do 20 not, years. Look, no, he's not done for another hedge. 20 years. He's, he's going to be Ric Flair. He there, is not exactly. done. Exactly. There not are done. shows I wish I would have saw, and I hedged, Don't and fucking I said miss no. This show. And Don't miss this fucking they show. They retire, or they die, or any number of bullshit things happen. I'm glad I got the second experience. Thank you much to the mortal beloved for buying the tickets. Fantastic time. Your lady won the tickets. Yes, I was so very fantastic happy time that. on I was her very part. Happy with and that. if I'm not mistaken, you bought those tickets for the. I bought them. Yeah, the I team. bought them for. Uh, I bought them for my dad. I gave him four tickets, and I said, "You get to decide who goes with you." But remember, who bought the tickets? So basically, you have two tickets to play with. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. And you're gonna bring your wife, so you have one ticket one to play with. And he still <laughs> brought your ex girlfriend. <laughs> well, he was originally gonna bring my brother, but that would have been great. And but my. You know, me and my ex girlfriend were still really, really close friends. So uh, he's like, she's like a daughter to to them. You know, Understood. So, Understood. so if my brother couldn't go, she was literally the next best option. So I'm glad that we all got to experience it because it was a bonding experience for all mm-hmm. of us. Oh yeah. You know, because my breakup with her was not that long ago. It was like maybe, maybe six months ago. I was gonna say now, it's been yeah. within the last. Nice, year. she got out yeah. of Christmas. M- maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe six months ago. There we raised and, our glass uh, to Loki. That was fantastic. yeah. It was just I think it was September of last Yo, year. Come on, if I bro, and, code, uh, bro code, and um, Bro's we're still was. really close. And that was a big thing for us too because we still really, really try to be good friends. So we got to bond over that. My dad got to experience something he'd never gotten to experience before. And of course, the highlight of the show for me was being able to spend even just hearing the first verse and chorus of Mom and being able to spend that moment with my mom. 
there was not there was something for every yes. possible experience you could you, think of it, in that it, show. It, it, it was I, amazing. I, going on that point before we run out of too much time, we can go over. I don't give a shit. We run this shit. Yeah, if yeah, I could have brought got, our kids, we gotta keep to a certain protocol. I know we're not doing three hours of Gary Wolf. <laughs> Love you, Gary. Um, if I could have brought my kids. My kid and Angela's kid to that show, they would have enjoyed it. There's absolutely. something for everybody. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Um, nobody felt out of place. No. Um, it was just fantastic. My my biggest memory walking away from that was the smile never left Angela's face, just as it never left Garth Brooks' face. Like I like I posted on Facebook, my my favorite is we're talking twelve hours later and the music was right here. Still in your head. And not only that, it was Perfect. Mm -hmm. It was just like I was there in my head. It's you know what I'm a saying? Week later, and it feels like it yeah. was yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're driving to go again. And again, you had a rough night, so you weren't there that night. We're driving to Pistol Pete's in Norwich, Connecticut, to see you guys, and mm -hmm. we end up just seeing Janelle. And we're talking about the show, and as we're bringing up specific points, it's like there's this DVD DVR thing in my head, and it brings me back to that song, and I can see it in so vivid. Yeah, exactly. It was amazing, A fantastic show. Again, I'm gonna I'm I'm moving it up the ladder. It's gonna be one A and one B. Kissing Garth Brooks. Yeah, the best show. I'll, so I'll go as far to say it is the best show I've ever been to. Zach Brown Band, very very close second, but not quite my, there. My close second is Meatloaf. <laughs> So for your something to talk about this week, we haven't done this in a while. If you're listening and you get to this point and you haven't fallen asleep on us yet, want you guys to chime in on the page. What was the best concert you ever saw? And tell us why. I have a quick announcement before top 10. The Dunkin' Donuts gift card promotion has closed. And Blair, Blair, Tugman, Blair Tugman is, is the, winner. the winner. However, however, Rich Hayden from Ohio... Gave it a great shot. Uh, he came in. You ain't first, you're last. He came in five people behind. You ain't first, you're last. If you ain't first, you're last. So Blair, Ricky Bobby Tugman, he'll be down here in the studio with us sometime yeah. soon. Fuck Two yeah. fights coming up. One of them for a championship belt. We're Blair, the, you are the winner. on the Blair Tugman championship, and he's going to be rocking some Loki jabroni We are making him a one shirt only. No one else will have this except Blair Tugman. Well, our, lo our logo on the... You want to make three? I'll take one. Absolutely. Our logo on the front. We're going to wear it at the his fight. His sponsors at the. I like that idea. <laughs> That's fantastic. Before we go into all the rigmarole that we close hold on, out hold with, on. yeah, yeah. Before we do do that, you've had a chance to be, you know, yep, on the phone. Yep. Now you've had a chance to be live with us. Yep. Oh, oh you blew it! Oh. You blew it the whole I, time. Oh, the, it's my aunt for fuck's sake. She never calls Every, me. Every <laughs> dude, last five episodes, your uh, phone, phone has gone off. off. You're at a six pack. If now, you buddy. see me out in public, I owe you a beer, dude. You owe my picture. <laughs> oh my! This God. is you. you I might as well just fill the back of the truck with thirty racks and hand them out. Ah, uh, you got to. Oh my! So, Lord. Uh, like I said before, yep. before he owes everybody, you know, a twelve pack. <laughs> And it's not fair to get your cell phone and call been, me because that's bullshit. Yeah, right. You've been uh, you've been on the phone with us. You've been live. Yep. How do you like the live? It's pretty cool being uh, <laughs> being here live. It's pretty interesting. It's, for those of you, you, I mean, people don't get to see behind the scenes. I've done radio for a few years, and uh, I've done WCTY. I've done WYNY thirteen fifty AM in Putnam, and I've done a lot of different <laughs> radio stations. So people don't realize we're just kind of bullshit here behind the yeah. scenes. You know, two and guys it's, drunk at a bar. It's, and now it's three a, guys. It's a, it's a great, uh, great time. You know, it just it's 
awesome. I think I'm on my third beer. Yep. And uh, it's pretty You're cool. You're falling off. Yeah, right? No, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's uh, Actually, it's a lot more fun than being on the phone because when See? I was on the phone with you, I think I was on the highway the whole time. Yeah. Really? So this is a lot more enjoyable. See, at least Chad sat in his living room. <laughs> I was on my way between meetings. So. All right. So with... Uh, Thank, I want to say before we go, thank you again, Jason. Yeah, very for welcome. Down. Actually, a pleasure uh, trip. Absolutely. If it's not, it's not anywhere for me to say so, but actually, it is. You're welcome anytime, man. Yeah. You want to talk about sports? Oh yeah, Valhalla Complex is always open. We're going to be extending. Actually, this other room is going to be the actual permanent studio. Nice. So right now, it's kind of funny because when we did decide to do this. This was one of the things that we wanted to do is two guys at a bar. Just bullshit. Pretty and now cool. here and it's are. literally two guys at a bar. And I do have a bar now. And thanks to this Alto, I can set it up for a large room so mm-hmm. it really cuts out the echo a lot. You know, Which, which we're is... going to do on April 30th, and we'll give you more details as it goes along. Uh, the fundraiser in Groton, Connecticut. So if you can get out. Hit that stuff. jam. Absolutely. It's the final countdown. Still haven't got two for We will. <laughs> you know, because I'll be like, motherfuckers, you did a Geico commercial, all right? It's 15 seconds long. We know it is. So, so as sh- we go through all this Garth Brooks happiness and country happiness, my top 10 list this week. Top 10 Garth Brooks songs? No. Oh, oh. damn, you shocked me. I, I really did. the other way. I really did think. All right, so since you didn't go that way, number one Garth Brooks song. Standing Outside the Fire. Okay. Uh, 1A would be calling Baton Rouge. Oh, boy, that would be really hard. I have to agree with you. Standing outside the fire, calling Baton Rouge would be my second. I'm sorry I missed that song <laughs> on Sat- Sunday, February 28th. I would, I would Standing Dan- outside the fire, I would Thunder put the Rolls. Dance, the all dance right, at number right. three, Thunder Rolls at number four. Unanswered prayers, number two. Unanswered prayers, Oh, wait, I got to throw an honorable mention. Um, Unanswered prayers, number three. Uh, quick story before I go to top ten. We've had Chad Hatfield on the same episode as Jason when we did the uh, Jeff Gordon yes. tribute. Yep, yep, now, yeah. Chad Hatfield was forever. really the guy that got me in the country. And um, he lived in a town called Denver, Indiana. So we're driving across country from Norwich to go see his family in Denver, Indiana. And uh, Much Too Young to Feel This Damn Old comes on the radio. <sighs> good song. Though. And really good song. Chad and I were, you know, we still, when we see each other, we'll play together and we'll sing together. But we're sitting in his car. And that song comes on the radio, and we're singing. It's like this old highway is getting logged out. And he hits me in the elbow, and he says, got a ride in Denver tomorrow night. <laughs> and he smiles. I'm like, that just made this our song. If you can have a bro song, mm-hmm. that's, that's my song. bro song with Chad. So what's, going, what, really quickly, what's one song that you might be – people might be surprised to know that you like by Garth, like one out there song by Garth you like? Mine has to be The Change. Not the most popular song, Red but Strokes, I love that song. The Red Strokes. Nice. Good choice. The Cowboy. Love that. Nice. Cowboy nice, song. nice, 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 nice. No, I always tell Angela this. I said, if there's one song that I don't think he'll ever break out, if he played it live, I'd probably just drop my drawers and jerk off all over the road in front of me. It's The Red Strokes. That's an awesome song. Thank you I've for saying I totally that. forgot about that song, actually. I never Great do. Great song. <laughs> so this week, because we're having all this Garth Brooks country madness, and I feel a little bit out of place, this is the top 10 ways to tell if you're using a Rednecks computer. <laughs> the honorable mention, the swivel chair has been replaced by a used racing seat. You might be Rednecks. <laughs> bing, bang, bing, oh, man. What are you, Boomhauer now? <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 Number 10, the monitor is up on blocks. It's not my fault, man. Number 9, the printer has a built-in spit cup. Come on, man. Two. <laughs> Number eight, the six front keys are all rotted out. 
just like my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, the USB port has a rebel flag sticking out of it. <laughs> Number six, the numeric keypad only goes up to five. <laughs> Number five, your password is Waltrip. Number four, there's a gun rack mounted to your tower. (laughs) Number three, the computer table is an old Budweiser bar mirror. I like this. I like this. (laughs) Number two, three words, camouflage screensaver. (laughs) Where's my mouse? (laughs) Oh, funny you should say that. (laughs) The number one way to find out if you're using a Rednex computer, the mouse is called the critter. <laughs> Critters. Where's Critters. my critter? Where is that critter? Where is that critter? Where is the critter? <laughs> wow. Oh, That's the best response I've gotten so far. Can you guys shut up now, please? Please. Kind of sounds like you the, Brooks the show. extended version. <laughs> I guess so. It kind of sounds like that Garth Brooks show right there. Nice. Yes, it does. <laughs> So before we, before we close, I got a little something to play for you. It's not the closing song. Angela sent this to me this morning. I thought it's it's a barbershop quartet, and I want you guys to hear this. So thank you, Angela. Here it comes. It's a barbershop. I take a look at my enormous penis, and my troubles start melting away. I take a look at my enormous penis, and the happy times are coming to stay. Can we get sued for this? I gotta sing and I dance when I glance in my pants. The, the only problem is, like, I'm still waiting for the revenue for my enormous penis. <laughs> like, yeah, great. You wake up with a big dick every day, but does it give you fucking money? No. Does it make you fucking coffee? No. Does it fucking make you breakfast? No. It just kind of dangles there. And then when you got to go fucking pee and it's got to fucking be jacked up to the fucking sky, it's like, come on, dude. We, we talked about uh, the, the struggles of a DJ earlier. Well, uh, the bar that I frequent, uh, my me and my buddy who I filled in for last week, every time... That is probably one of the most popular karaoke songs we do. We have a guy who sings that every single Saturday night. What's that? <laughs> my dingling or No, take a look at my enormous penis. We have I the actual karaoke version no, of that no, song. Shit. Yeah. No, yeah. And the, that was the first time I ever heard it was when he did the karaoke. I thought it was being funny and then just changing up the words to a song. He's like, No, this is the words. I looked I'm morning, like, That's the words. This morning was the first time <laughs> I'd ever heard that song. Yeah, before that it was my dingling. That was that was <laughs> Dinglings. Ding now, I, my 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 closing thing is the closing song by Red Peters. Yep. That's that's the jam. yeah. That's the jam. You played right that. There. I love that song, man. I really do. I usually. All right, uh, guys. Speaking of yep. closing time, unfortunately, yeah. it is closing time. And um, one last time, we're going to mention Sublime Inc. Five seven seven Route Twelve, Groton, Connecticut eight six zero four four five forty two hundred. You know what you didn't do? What did I didn't do? You didn't do the your your intro. I just noticed that my intro. Yeah, the best 40 years. Oh, fuck. See, we're going all the way to the end. Guys, if you've made it this far, we want to thank you for downloading this week's episode. And we especially thank you if you've subscribed to the show. Each and every time, if you subscribe to the show, each and every episode is automatically downloaded to whatever device you listen to us on. No fuss, no muss, no hassles, no horse shit. Also, we need you to go to iTunes and leave that review. Sully the Scully is waiting for a home. Jason, you get to sign that, by the way, as an in-studio guest. 
Each and every review helps us move up the chart, and it helps us bring you more guests and more quality entertainment to come in and stand outside your eardrums every single week. And until the website is built, go like the Facebook page. It's where you get the latest updates, video blogs, drunken debauchery, Superman versus Batman debate, anything you want. I'll get it on that shit. Yes, you should, (laughs) because there's lots of gimmicks you can win. It's all over the place. Now, going back to Sublime Sorry, Inc. Sorry, I had to Here, cut you. I just you. realized that, right? I was like, you know what? <laughs> thank I don't you. think I heard that. And no. I'm going to go back to the beginning of the show and double check that. But I'm pretty damn sure I did not. You know, no, you he did not do it. No, I did not. See? Thank you. Yep. Thank you. As, as we have, and this is the only the second time I've been on the show. Right. I don't really know what the continuation of the show is. It's on. usually right at the beginning before we get into our gripes yes, for the week. Yes. Yes. Wow. Good call by you. Anyway. Got some scratch in your pocket? You want some ink? Go see Dave Kovalik, Dana Batts, Justin Fur, or... Dave the Nightmare Kruger. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> you can find them all at Sublime Ink Tattoos, 577 Route 12, Groton, Connecticut, 860-445-4200. Tell them you heard it here, and maybe you get yourself a little discount. God only knows. Make sure you ask for Dave Kruger. Just because I'm going to sell his ass out. No, if no, you go no, down no. there, you because, ask for no, Dave because because you got to turn around and be like, dude. I was like, I was getting nobody. Now all of a sudden, every come up <laughs> and call me like the nightmare and shit. Mom, come on, are you the nightmare? Like, I want to tattoo. Just like that, Dave. Kruger. He he went all UFC. Was his name uh, Bruce Buffer on that? <laughs> yeah, the nightmare crew. <laughs> That's, he's never gonna Dave Kruger outlive, he's so never much gonna pride. outlive his fucking brother Michael. Sorry. <laughs> Bruce is just a wannabe buffer. Oh, uh, wait a minute. See, I like I like Bruce Buffer better because he throws a little more bass and baritone. And he's got the what is it, the growl like if it was, Nightmare Whereas if Bruce Buffer was, is more smooth. Bruce yeah, but, Buffer is smooth. Yeah, but if if Michael never started it. There would be no Bruce. I don't There'd doubt be it. Nobody else. But you should know who you're announcing. And the day I heard Michael Buffer <laughs> announce <laughs> Brett the Hitman Clark was the day I lost all right. I lost all respect. I'll give you that one. Remember that? All right, guys. Listen, we want to thank you guys for listening every single Saturday. Thank you to Jason. For thank coming you for Jason in. for coming you're down welcome. this far. We Thanks hope you guys me. enjoyed having him on the show. Give us some feedback to that, by the way. If you guys. Uh, Really liked talking about Garth. Throw that feedback on that Facebook page. Make sure you like that Facebook page. Just like my brother said, make sure you review us on iTunes because as soon as you review us, you get a chance to win that Sully the Scully, and you guys do not want to miss out on that. And you trust with the me, fantastic Bruins trust sweatshirt. Trust me, I yep. have kicked Eddie Jacobs in the balls because he's been trying to drink this fucking vodka. Oh, man, you Every right. time he comes down here, he's trying to replace it with water. People, review, all right? I need at least the stuff 50 in the reviews before this gets out there. 50 and we're up to what? 10? 12. 12. 12. Come on. 50 reviews. Maybe I'll drop it down to 40. Maybe, but come on, guys. Let's go. I know me. y'all have fucking killing iPhones. It's me. not hard. Get on that shit. Review us. Get a chance to win it. And one last thing. You, pimp us. I know you did the last time. I'm hoping to see some fresh new listeners come from your appearance here this week. Yes, I shall. Just I will, alone I will completely... Blow up my Facebook page. Excellent. With this stuff. Fucking vodka. <laughs> vodka alone. I know. Free shit. Right? Vodka. Free shit. We still have the uh, MLB you get a vodka Dan with a bunch of, I don't Dan know who else has signed Aykroyd. that. I've, a bunch of people have You're signed it. You're about to. You're about to. I'm about to sign it. 
my signature alone is worth it. I figured I'd, <laughs> figured I'd flaunt my ego just a little bit. As if, a nationally, so, as if a nationally recording act isn't enough. Yeah, right? You got Jason Blue right So there's there. just that. So, Guys, the uh, MLB jersey's still out there. 100 words or less, what this show means to you. Get yourself in there. The I know. i got to read some shit, man. Guaranteed winners. Send a private message to the Facebook shit. page. Get yourself a free MLB jersey. Team of your choice. Players based on availability, but get it done. <laughs> Hit me with the horn, jabroni. You got it. We call them cool. Those hearts that have no scars to show. We would definitely get sued for this. Where's my pyro? 25 seconds, dude. 25. Make sure you cut it on 25 seconds. Let me make sure. Because Garth will sue the shit out of us. All right. Here we go. We call them fools. I'm not playing around, dude. We just cut it. <laughs> We're not getting sued this week. <laughs> guys, make sure you like us. We love you all very much. Have a safe and happy week. Have a good one. We'll see you next week, guys.